0: Right then, welcome or welcome back to the Midnight Podcast where we have super in-depth, authentic, super transparent, open conversations with an array of different entrepreneurs from many different industries. I really want to make this a podcast known for going super in-depth on loads of topics that other podcasts are scared to speak about. I feel like most stuff out there these days is just super surface level, super vanilla and doesn't really answer the questions that viewers and listeners want to hear. So that's what we're trying to do. Keep it real and keep it raw. I'm sure you'll get a huge amount of value listening or watching the pod wherever you are. And if you do, don't forget to subscribe, recommend it to a friend, leave a like and a comment and just let us know what you think. And yeah, really hope you enjoy this episode. quick one fellas you probably heard a few months ago I dropped an e-comm course a very fucking guru of me but it's not that I promise you zero to one how to start a brand from scratch with no budget some budget a bit of budget take your idea from a bedroom to reality to potentially seven eight figures in sales like I've done a few times based on my seven years of experience in the trenches and my current experience building my current brand Space Goods it's no bullshit no frills we've had like 75 people go through so far not a single person has asked for a refund plenty of people have actually built some seriously impressive shit covers every aspect of the business not just the front end stuff like most gurus on youtube and twitter are talking about not just product market and all that shit but the real shit the logistics the back end the supply chain the customer service the finances as well this covers the whole spectrum every part 12 hours of video if you're interested in scaling a brand zero to one actually turning our idea finally into a reality then click the link below go check out learn real commerce course and let me know what you think i'll be glad to have you in there let's fucking go Right, we're back with the Midnight Pod and the second, I was going to say the first ever YouTube we've had, but we've actually had a guy called Jordan Welch, who is pretty big in America. Um, Just pull that mic in a bit closer. We've got Spencer Elmer, also known as Elmo Films, and we've just spent like the past 15 minutes probably going too deep on a bunch of shit that we normally get into about an hour into the pod. But, yeah, I think it'd be an interesting episode. We've met, like, once, maybe, like, six, seven months ago when you were saying I was, like, a different person. And for many ways and many reasons, I probably was, mm. physically and mentally. Um, and then we have, like, mutual friends in Adam, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I feel like everyone knows everyone in London that does remotely similar sort of creative online shit.
1: Yeah, so, so it's a circle thing.
0: Yeah, and, and as I was saying as well, I'm trying to expand the pod outside, just D to C, com entrepreneurs. Because that gets boring, but also doesn't get any fucking views (laughs) to an extent so it's a bit of both um so i'm interested to hear about your story because i don't know very well but as always is the case with the pod we spend two hours drinking wine and speaking to someone you go away knowing them pretty well which feels like the best benefit of the pod for me really so it's always interesting i guess first question as always is who are you what do you do and what's kind of the story up to this point because you're only 22 now 22 yeah which makes you feel very fucking old
1: i'll come off it bro yeah but
0: yeah, I guess like chronologically, how do you get side in the whole YouTube thing? I know you've got a bunch of shit going on, but we can Mad, yeah. go through the whole story.
1: Sweet. And Spencer Elmer, yeah, also known as Elmer Films Online. Um, Twenty-two years old, moved to London. We'll get there, but probably like five years ago, something like that. Um, I started off in Devon. Grew up in Devon. I was there till I was about seventeen, but I started making. It all started from Call of Duty. Really. It did, and FIFA. Hack openings. Yeah. Did you CSGO? You played CSGO? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I started off gaming when I was like 15. And it was like a big thing. Like, I did all the whole like trick shot thing. Were you into that? Kind of. Like the whole like cool Yeah, GTA I used to lifestyle. watch it. Yeah. I used to live and breathe it. It was like my, yeah, yeah. my my thing. My shit, sorry. Um. And then I think I did daily uploads. So I must have been like year nine, year 10 by then. Daily uploads on YouTube for about a year and a half. And it was all like... Story times, like, whilst playing Call of Duty, but I never show my face. Hmm. I think I got to, I want to say, 10,000 subscribers. I did a face reveal. And then that's when I started, like, getting more interested in the vlogging sort of stuff. People were like, oh, we want to see more of your life. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I must have been 16, 17. Growing up in Devon, everyone was just like, what is this kid doing, man? Still get it today. But yeah. that was kind of where the YouTube thing picked up. I started going to like meetups in like Birmingham and like Manchester, like meeting yeah. people, VidCon and shit. Yeah, That's or, like the B Tech ones. Yeah, yeah. This is like before I got there. There, mm. um, and then when I was seventeen, I went to I did my first year of college. Realized that it was kind of one or the other. It was like taken over a little bit. I probably had like a hundred thousand subscribers at college on the YouTube stuff. It was like more vlogs mm. showing my life, but. The whole message behind it was, I remember I was at college, I made a video that I was actually crying in, which is a weird one. But I was like, I don't know what's going on. I've been making content now for a few years. I'm gonna drop out of education and film the experience. Mm. And it was like, you can watch it if you want. (laughs) Yeah. And then it kind of picked up from there. I met a few of my YouTube friends, like, do not know, do you know Touch the Light? Kami? Maybe. Millie? It's so like my circle. So I yeah. met them through Twitter in like 2017. Mm. And then we all moved to London. Yeah, when I was 17 years old. Moved to Bermondsey. And I think that's when YouTube became more of a platform for me to get creative off instead of just being a YouTuber. So I started a brand called OIR, which was all about leaving college, doing what you want to do, that mm. sort of thing. And then now do music as well, which started when I was 18. Fell into that accidentally as well. And then we worked on a brand called Gen Collusion. Yeah. So that was a brand that we started when I was 17 with ASOS. That's which sick. is a different one as well. So yeah, it's kind of like YouTube music fashion. I'd say so. Hmm. So you dropped out at 17? Dropped out at 17. So you didn't finish like A-levels or all that shit? So I knew I wasn't going to get through because I didn't revise. But I did all right my coursework. And then I broke my ankle. And so I couldn't go to the exam basically and they put me for on coursework and i left yeah yeah
0: and you moved to london like is youtube like paying you well at this point
1: it was yeah it was doing well back in the day yeah it was good it was a mm. lot better then really there wasn't well, as like, many like, adsense or what are, like brand deals and shit adsense it was more like you could definitely make a living off views back then for what i was getting mm. now it's a bit different but yeah It yeah. was like the main thing that we did yeah, because I
0: had a YouTube channel, like I was just saying, off, off camera before. When I was, like, 17, it would have been. And it was, like, One Direction music covers, which people can go and find. It's not linked on this channel, but it does still exist. it will exist. be somewhere, right? It does still exist, yeah. And I went to a phase of wanting to, I don't know, be a YouTuber of some sort. Did you sing? Yeah, I did. I was never that good, but I was, like, decent. Okay. Now I can freestyle rap, but that's a whole other thing. Really? Like, pretty well. Okay, we'll I'll do it afterwards. Um, <laughs> Let's go. But then, then I had like a, a travel vlog channel when I was like twenty-one, which is, which I'm glad I had. Cause it was just I look back at that now, had like no views, but it's like two hundred vlogs on there. And then, obviously, started the pod like eleven months ago, and now it feels like I actually have a relevant outlet that I can actually do consistently on YouTube. So it feels like it's almost like full circle, even though I do not remotely consider myself a content creator or YouTuber. I don't, know, mate. I, d- I guess I'm just a pink light podcaster at this point. I'm here for on it. the side. I'm here for it. Big fan. But you actually made YouTube work, so for a little bit. Do you think that was just consistency? It or was. Or was it like, I was an animal you were back at it. Back.
1: Like, mm. I was so, I had such an addictive personality, so I've got to be so careful with what I like, put myself in. Yeah. But if I love something, I'll do it every day. To like, mad degree. And I was uploading every day at school, like, when I was doing my GCSEs. And I think the consistency was what built the loyalty.
2: Mm.
1: And then I felt like I had a, like, a nice click where, I could be vulnerable with my audience. And it felt like, refreshing. Do you know the conversations in my comment section were meaningful? Yeah. Instead of it being like, "Yo, like, nice vid, bro." Hmm. I mean,
0: is that because you were sharing like crying and stuff, and <laughs> you being could say like, so. you actually open. could say so?" Yeah. Yeah.
1: But like, were videos of me crying, bro. Like, and the thing is, I wasn't sat there like, "I'm gonna cry, edit this video, and then post it," because people. It was like I, would, I don't know what was going through my head at the time, to be mm. honest. But I think it created that vulnerability that I could kind of like. I was like, okay, I'll be that guy that can just be like, I feel shit today, but I'm just gonna talk about it. And I think my audience at the time were the same age as me. Hello. He always does this, he intros to every guest. Yeah, of course. That's a little sniff. It's the most attention I've had all, I've been here for like half an hour. Um, You going through? (laughs) Oh, shit. But um, yeah, I feel like that vulnerability was um, something that I felt I could connect with an audience. Like people will come up to me and they'll be like, I've dropped out of college, I'm now a photographer. And it was like decent conversation. Hmm. But I think I definitely lost myself when I was probably like 19. The lifestyle took over. I thought it was a shit, big ego, lost a lot of friends. And I look back now, that was an important stage in my life. Hmm. Because I've gone from Devon, this like seaside town, it's probably like 10,000 people in my town. To living in London, soaked up by the Mayfair club scene. Yeah, fucking like that It was bad, it was bad. But at the same time, such a valuable lesson. Like,
0: Is that because you started getting money and had followers? And then, when you're young and that happens?
1: I never had attention in my life, bro. Like, I'd go to school, like, there wasn't many people, like, that would be like, whoa. At anything. I used to skateboard every day. Like, nothing, nothing was... Entertaining like that mm. do you know what I mean So I think For me to come from Devon I just felt like I was the shit bro But it was insecurity It definitely was Yeah I was away from home I didn't know what I was doing I was with other people That were in the same situation So it was almost like a Comfort blanket We used to just go clubbing And just Do you know what I mean Like you get the bottles in And yeah. You want to show your mates At home that's still at college Yeah And now I'm doing something But it's just a blur bro it's a blur mm. that two years like first two years I moved to London were a blur
0: what 17 to 19 yeah that is young
1: it's young yeah
0: I didn't move it until I was like 23
1: it's probably a good decision
0: but I spent like three years travelling prior to that so yeah different but completely different but yeah the Mayfair club scene can swallow anyone oh it does it's and it's sad strange because I like, see
1: people do it and now but you can't say anything you can't say anything to these people mm. like but I guess it's just the industry that we're in right Get money quickly. What do I do with it?
0: Blow it on bottles, though. Yeah. scams.
1: Legit. Legit. And then, oh, yeah, like, girls, this, that, and this. I don't know, man. It's a weird it's a weird circle, like, but I don't regret it at all. You yeah. have to learn those weird lessons. Because you, you look and you're like, why am I going clubbing? Like, what, bro? Like, you, just, you with a bunch of people that aren't talking to each other, yeah. in a loud music setting so true even now what are you getting that... out of it we can listen to music really loud right now it'd be the same experience yeah do you know what I mean very true but you've, you're paying £100, £1,000 for a table
3: yeah
0: it's crazy it's weird it's, it's a legal scam in my opinion in many ways
1: a legal scam yeah. yeah like definitely.
0: clubbing like it's like people get paralytic then have to put their card on a machine at the end of the night and you don't and really just know just... what you're paying for yeah it's crazy but it makes a lot of money I had Asher on the pod, he runs like Rain and a few others. So I'm, I'm not saying it's a scam, but it's just it's it's a I good business model. It's a business. Yeah, it's just it's, yeah. But for a loose people 18, people get into though, it for yeah. the wrong wrong reasons. I think maybe. Right then, fellas, quick one. First official sponsor for the Midnight Pod, Triple Whale. If you want to track your econ metrics properly, all your KPIs, all your dashboards, all your blended ROAS, all that good shit in an easy to understand dashboard, as well as proper post iOS 14 pixel tracking. Know your real numbers, because I didn't in the past and I got it very wrong. Know where to spend more money, know where to spend less money, all the shit that's going to drive your brand forward. It's what I use every day in my new brands, in the past brands. It's what all the guys on the pod running super successful businesses use as well, and it's what you should be using. Triplewhale.com. Go click the link below, check it out, and use my link. Support the fucking pod. Let's go, boys. So, YouTube did that. You, you said that took a, you weren't as focused on that. Like, where did what? Where, where was your time going? So, you got YouTube, fashion, music. Like, in what order, and, and which yeah. one came in next?
1: So, it was before I moved to London. I got a email from ASOS that was like, I had no idea at the time. It was like an NDA. No idea what this project, but we want to interview. Mm. You. And it was like two thousand people. I was like, no idea. I remember I went out clubbing in my local town Exeter the night before. Woke up to this early, like, so hungover, like violently hungover, 17-year-old. I was like, right, I'll do this interview. And they asked me bare questions about who's your favorite designer? And at the time I was just like, into streetwear, like Pyrex, I was like, Virgil yeah. yeah, Abloh, like all this stuff. And then got this job, had to go to London every week. And it turned out we were building a brand. There was like five creatives with ASOS. And we made collusion from scratch. So that was my first, like, eye into the fashion world. Mm like as a 17 year old like being with people that I don't know there's loads of people from different walks of life and I think that's what taught me the most experience like getting to know people that have different experiences they've come up differently to me different lifestyle it was the first time I was exposed to what London was really like Hmm. does that make sense? yeah like do you know what I mean? there was people from different areas stuff that I've never experienced before and it was like I don't know it was very interesting but that was my first walk into the fashion world and then I started my own brand and then I moved to London
0: do you think if sense. you had to pick one now yeah. would you do YouTube or fashion I know you're doing both but you kind of one's you said like fading um, at this point but we can well, get on to that at this point that. well we can get on that we skipped like multiple years there yeah but I was
1: going to say um, I love making content I think the thing that gives me the most anxiety and like the rest that comes with that is the pressure of how you're perceived on YouTube mm. that's what's fucked me massively like hugely like the pressure to not even deliver or like be positive but it's such an invasive world to be in does that make sense if you do something wrong you can get cancelled be- yeah bro but you can't... It's like work. You go nine to five, you shut the door. Then you can be yourself. Yeah. Whatever. You go out in public in the club and then you still be reminded of that situation because some girls just had a go at you for something you've done online.
2: Hmm. I think
1: that's where my mind started being like, what am I doing? Like, It's a weird cycle. So I'd love the fashion stuff because it's something I'm passionate about and I don't feel like I'm sacrificing my mental too much by doing it.
3: Yeah. When did YouTube peak, do you think? For me? Yeah.
0: COVID. 2020. Before
1: I got canceled, yeah. You got
0: canceled? I did, yeah. Do you want to speak about? that? I didn't know that, I mean- we'll, we'll
1: brush over it, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, yeah, I'm I trying to keep it chronological,
0: very... but you just, yeah. We'll go,
1: yeah, we'll get into it. But it was a very pinnacle part of my life, yeah. Mm. I'm glad it happened. It wasn't for something outrageous. I wasn't like ridiculous. Yeah, I was like, yeah. fucking
0: hell, yeah. oh, am I gonna open up a can of worms here?
1: Not at all, no, nah, it was more like a relationship situation It wasn't like I've done something mad Yeah But it was a big separation in audience
0: And because that's in the public eye, yeah, fucking uh, hell. I know what you mean It's rough Well, I guess I, I can imagine what you mean, I don't know what you mean Because so I've not been there, but Yeah, like, like.
1: Terrifying, bro, terrifying like, like, just sat there, powerless mm. We'll get into it, but it was a situation where I was involved in but it wasn't, like, my doing massively. But I just kind of had to sit and face it and just be like, yeah.
0: Yeah, crazy.
1: It was rough, though.
0: So you get to, like, 18 then, or 19, whichever one you want to call it. What does a day-to-day look like as a okay. YouTuber? Because I, f- I feel like a lot of people are... I probably used to wonder this, because at 19, I would have been in uni before I dropped out. What does it look like? Yeah, like, are you... Wow. Did you have a routine? Like, you That's working from thing. home, I assume, like a lot of people...
1: Bro, I'll be honest with you like, was what rock. was the setup or was it very like there was three of us me you met Ben Morris you know mm. Ben Morris and Millie right. we lived in a house together um, and I'll be honest with you wake up midday proper line proper line hungover yeah. as well most mornings get up Uber Eats um, we used to have like calls of management okay so like this week you've got this brief with this campaign that you need to do so, if it was like a brand, we'd have like brand deals, go and shoot that. Or, you'd be like, okay, let's film a content like video. Like, say there's four of us, we'll film like four videos as a collab. And that was done for the week. And then you go out and party. Hmm. I'll be honest, bro. Yeah. It was, there was no routine at all.
0: I think that was good. Because it, it sounds like.
1: It sounds fun, but it's yeah, meant Especially to, be. to a lot of
0: younger people. That's not like, like, what you want that's to do. That's doing. the fucking dream. I guess it's kind of like uni though in that that way apart from you just had money and you didn't have to go to uni but like that's what a lot of uni is like just waiting around going out hangovers the whole time which is probably why I didn't like a lot of uni ended up leaving but did you go uni? yeah I dropped out twice though twice? yeah I dropped out went back dropped out again then never went back it was never for me no I like the social scene to an extent but I think it's like a it's a recipe for disaster in a modern world like uni you put a lot of young people that young broke people in a big area make them all fucking drink and be away from like their old friends and shit it makes you grow up but yeah yeah, it's probably like a like a gateway drug to like depression and anxiety and like social media addiction in many ways facts I don't know I don't know what the better answer is for young young people but
1: it's it's not ideal routine is goaded yeah I think that's the only thing that keeps me sane but like back then there was no routine that's a lesson I had to learn The hard way By being depressed Depressed bro Like Getting up I used to love the gym Like when I was a bit younger And then you move You're drinking alcohol you ordering Mackeys Every night you're, you're ordering You can't cook Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's Ooh got He's on a side <laughs> But Yeah mate There was no routine Um, It just wasn't good bro Like I'd go back to Devon to see my mum and she'd be like you look awful like, I've got a really good relationship with my mum my like, best friend she'd just be like you look awful mm. and i feel awful do you know what I mean so it was it was a difficult time like I can't lie I was very blessed to be in that situation I know I was but I didn't know how to handle it yeah at all and I think that's come from just pressure like, feeling like... Because I feel like every YouTuber, right, has got... It's not a character that they play, but it's an extension of who they are. Mm. It's like a animated version of themselves. Yeah. When you're doing that 24-7, you don't know which one's which, right? Yeah. You, you kind of, like... You don't know when to start acting like what. Especially, like...
2: Mm,
1: online, like... you got a lot of eyes on you. I don't know. It was just a weird... Do you know like tra- They say like trauma It wasn't traumatic But like Do you know like Traumatic parts of your life Like Are almost like Meant to be like, a bit blurry That like, you just forget the. Intimacy. Yeah that's how I feel
0: About a lot of last year
1: Yeah exactly I Don't really remember But if someone says something You go like, Oh okay yeah I do remember that mm. But you don't, you don't Dwell on it too much It just kind of happened Do you know what I mean Yeah I think That's what they're introducing To the YouTube London lifestyle Was like It was rough To be fair And it was sad Because I remember just feeling so... Hmm? I think the pressure and the anxiety just took over a little bit. You're the mic as well, yeah? <laughs> he needs to make a decision. Where's he going? Um, <laughs> Crazy dog. And I'd post about it, bro. This is what I'm about. I was being vulnerable. Hmm. But I wasn't in the right headspace. So people were, like, worried, bro. I just post all this weird, like, shit. I don't know. The thing is with me, right, my YouTube experience is probably very different to a lot of other YouTubers, you know. I just think I moved in with a bunch of YouTubers and I didn't know what I was doing. And I was insecure and I was anxious and it kind of messed me up quite a bit, to be honest. Do
0: you think that came from being a YouTuber or was that just, you know, you're a fucking young guy figuring out like a lot of people and people just knew about it because you were a YouTuber?
1: Yeah, I think it was that. I think I was already insecure about a lot of things and then I amplified it myself by telling everybody. Like, as much as it's great to be vulnerable online, I just felt like, because I thought that was my brand, it just looked like a mess from the outside. Hmm. I was figuring myself out but I was sharing it. Yeah. See what I mean? And it's, it's good. It's kind of you how know, I
0: feel about this podcast.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. Way too honest about everything. You're more calculated than I was, bro. Maybe, like, yeah. Like, very. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. It was, it was a scary headspace. But at the same time, as we were talking about earlier, the lessons that I learnt 18 to 19 will be like the primary ones that I carry with me for a very long time
0: what do you think the main ones are?
1: Um, it's more things about myself to be honest mm. like how I view myself how I value my- I didn't value myself at all then I was living life to entertain other people every day every week because you think I was doing weekly vlogs most of the time yeah so it was like, okay, this week, how can I make this my life entertaining for other people? I'm ta- by the way, I'm talking about this as if it's like the worst thing in the world. It was great, man. But at the same time, the reality of it was I was living to impress and entertain y- people that were younger than me. And I think that's where mentally I kind of went a bit loopy hmm. because I was living for other people. So, once you do that for five, six years in a row, four years, you forget to start living for yourself. What do I like to do? I don't know. Yeah. Because I'm so caught up on what other people want to see me do. Do you know what I mean?
0: Did your... Like, were all your mates YouTubers at this point? Yeah.
1: And were they all going through the same thing? Behind behind the scenes, they were. But I think their contact... They're like, where's this dog going, man? This dog's about to
0: ruin this podcast.
1: <laughs> no, he's here. They did more... and ent- They did more, like comedy content mm. so they couldn't just sit down and be like yo I feel like da 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 so they could hide it a lot more I think yeah but I was I was known as that like sad boy but
0: I mean do you think they were feeling the same things like Definitely. oh fuck I've got to put an act on oh my entire life is trying to please other people because I've got an audience
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: because I, I, I used to follow Joe Weller a lot for example and I know he he publicly I remember watching a video and this is probably ages ago but mm. him like crying about the fact that he wasn't happy making the content that his audience liked and shit. Was, was
1: it that sort of vibe for you? Completely. The thing is with Joe, like I've always respected and rated him because I felt like I could relate to like his mindset with it.
3: Because you mm. watch
1: that video right? Nothing against the guy, but you watch that video and you, you do go a bit, fuck, is he okay? Mm. Is he okay? It doesn't make sense. But watching that video for me, I was like, mate, like, it makes complete sense. Mm. Because maybe just, I, I don't know you feel like you have to To get over an emotion that you're feeling, you feel like you have to express it to an audience first to then get over it yourself. I'd cry in a video, put it out, and be like, cool, I'm over it. It's a weird mindset to be in, like, completely. But I think Joe's a great example of someone that's been through that mental health journey, and he's done it in a great way. I just feel like I didn't handle it personally the best way. Yeah. Do you think when...
0: You were, like, living in London, living that, like, Mayfair <laughs> life, et cetera. Yeah. Were you... Did you have people around you telling you, like, oh, you know, be careful of this, don't do this, etc. I mean, because, obviously, you've got a load of followers, people watching what you're doing. You're, like, yeah. building a career online, which is very, very, very different, particularly for... Yeah. Particularly at that age. Like, did you even care about that? Like, what I'm trying to say is, did you have, like, a, a business approach to it? Or were you just, like, a young guy and... It seemed to be working, you fucking there's money coming in and mm. great. We'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, there was there was no strategy, bro. There was no strategy. Yeah. It was like, wow, I've just made X amount by posting a picture of me and some sushi. Yeah. It was that like, bro, I was that level of like just had no awareness about me. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it was a scary I, I don't know how to explain it.
0: Was there ever like a plan for right, I want to wanna go, grow my brand to this, for example?
1: I definitely had people around me
0: Or was it more just living in As it was Like day by day And We'll see what happens Yeah
1: It was Day by day I had some great people around me Because at the time I still had the brand I still had the OAR brand Which is my clothing brand mm. Which I started When I dropped out I had some great people around me and They gave me some great advice And could have set it up Easy for me But I didn't listen to them Was that just It was an ego thing Yeah Because Also like I'm just not I wasn't aware of where This was going to go I was so shocked that my dream had become reality that I was just living it. Yeah. With no consequences. Do you know what I mean? That wasn't a plan. I was like, oh my God. I was aware that, okay, I need to get property Like if I'm going to make this look a long time. There was goals, but they were materialistic. Yeah.
0: I think about that a lot myself. When I was like 21, I dropped out of uni. I started making money from Econ, basically. And I look back now and think, fuck me if someone had told me to invest that money instead of fucking buying cars and uh, again I don't regret any of it but you know coulda woulda shoulda but it's kind of mad you look back at how naive you were when you are a lot younger and and I I think the exact same about my experiences which maybe similar but different Um, and yeah that's just how life goes you can't really have regrets and you learn from it and you can feel wise looking back and yeah it's just mad because I had no plan really either when i when i first started being able to work for myself i was just like, oh this is great i'm fucking in how Bali. long
1: were you in that period though where you were like this is sick how long were you in that mindset for where it was like oh my god i've just made this much money this is sick before going okay so what do i really want to do like what was that like crazy probably period? like two
0: years is when i was traveling full-time before i moved to london where'd you travel to a lot of like southeast asia australia a lot of europe america Everywhere, everywhere really yeah. yeah it was was mad looking back to be fair yeah probably like the best years ever but didn't maybe didn't appreciate it at the time did you feel good in that stage a good good I think I felt a sense of wonder for the world and I was like wow I can go anywhere
1: almost and, like an invincibility like, meet... thing
0: yeah and I was probably yeah I, th- I maybe had less I probably thought less deeply about things and was just like living in the moment a bit more which I wish yeah. I could do now more of True. But it was also like maybe an element of ignorance is bliss and I wasn't thinking about long-term things and I don't know. It, like yeah. everything felt, yeah, crazy really looking back. I mean, that, that's a period I have logged a lot of, which is quite cool because I can watch that shit. But yeah, I knew nothing really then compared to what I, I think I know now about the world and shit. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird because time flies. You look back at when you're younger and think... That was like... I mean, for me, that was like four years ago. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I felt like an instant. It's too quick, bro.
1: But... Do you think... Mm, do you feel like... You learned a lot in that period because of how you acted? No. Do you feel like if you didn't have that... I mean, still... I, I
0: definitely kept being a bit of an idiot a few years after that when I was living in London. But maybe an idiot in different ways yeah <laughs> like the, yeah um, guess the best of you right I feel like my, my brain only fully formed like last year or something they, they say you, your I brain you. forms at age 25 which is maybe is true I'll get but that but he's back again yeah man just chilling yeah I mean I, yeah you definitely learn a lot um, I think yeah access to experiences and things when you're younger maybe accelerates life
1: lessons mm-hmm in a way were you doing it for you or were you doing it to impress people that you grew up with that's just a question I'm interested in personally
0: yeah I mean because I think a lot of people thought I was a bit of a flexy slash posy person on like Instagram and stuff I didn't have like a personal brand or anything it was literally just like me and what well, on a very very small scale mate because people were intrigued what I did but I wasn't putting like authentic content out for example like the podcast so people could people could jump to conclusions for example oh this guy's only posting this because I don't know he wants to look a certain way whereas actually yeah. for me like I was like buying those cars and shit so when I was 10 years old I was passionate about cars Yeah, and maybe it, and obviously there's an element of I wanted maybe at the time I wanted girls to see it which doesn't even help by the way you know that's it a doesn't myth. change though does it but yeah I think because I wasn't putting out any content like you know like like the podcast people had people can make their own assumptions and maybe people from school or whatever had negative negative assumptions about me and shit and it's only in the past year when I started putting out more I guess articulate content around what I actually do and what I think and speaking to other people about it that I don't think you can really look at me that way and I also don't Mm -hmm. really post the same sort of shit I used to because I'm a bit more conscious of not trying to look like a, a dickhead in many ways
1: yeah I think you do it well like Thank you Um Do you feel like you had something to prove in that Like era Yeah Yeah definitely Come on You got this there you go. Back in hell This dog's <laughs>
0: going crazy today
1: Apologies to anyone listening or watching Um Like something to prove Like even I think that's what fueled me a lot I felt like I had something to prove to everybody
0: Yeah probably even like my own parents in a way Because when yeah. I dropped out of uni They were like "Are oh, you an idiot mm. And I was like, well, I, I I don't think I am, but you know, and maybe, yeah, like flashing certain things is an opportunity to prove that.
2: Mm.
0: Whereas, yeah, now I don't feel the need to do that as much, um, even though I still like a lot of that stuff and always will, but.
1: It's like a different sort of knowing in yourself, right? Yeah, yeah I think it's
0: just like maturity. You realize okay. that actually most of the stuff you put on, on the internet you're probably doing deep down to impress people that you don't really care about. Mm. So now it's like, I, I probably mm. care about way less people's opinions. Yeah. But it's I care more about maybe those people's opinions.
1: It's a great place to be in though. Yeah. Like, like I don't know. I feel like this is somewhere where I'm going very slowly as well. Like, yeah,
0: because you said you want to be less known now.
1: I wouldn't say less known. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, no, to a certain extent. I think... Or do you
0: mean you care less about maybe like the number of subscribers? Is that it? Yeah. And more about the substance of what you're doing.
1: I'm so like I feel like as I said earlier, even though like back in the day, even at my peak, I was with people. My circle, I was the person that had the least subs. Yeah. By far, by far, by far, and I was like that didn't really matter to me, genuinely. But I feel like now, regardless of the size of the channel. I painted I was still making content for that younger audience. I never felt like I was truly that's the one thing that breaks not doesn't break my heart. But like the one thing about my YouTube you could say like career if it was a career. Hmm. Like I never felt like I was truly able to get across what I wanted to and who I actually was.
0: Is that because you'd built an audience around stuff that you used to be interested in? Yeah. And you felt you had to keep doing that?
1: Yeah. Even to now, bro, like till last year I'm still making the same content I was when I was 16 I don't want to sit apart from podcasts I love this vibe yeah. I don't want to sit for an out for I mean I'm sat on my own I don't want to talk about myself every week when I'm 21 22 I've got real things going on now like real that I don't want to sit and talk about with other people that I don't know anymore
3: I feel mm-hmm. like it was
1: great because I could connect back in the day but yeah as I said like it's disheartening because I feel like I never got what I wanted to across properly because of the whole mixture we were just on about like my head wasn't in the right place it's a weird one it's really hard to explain if that makes sense
0: what happened in 2020 then so you said that's peak YouTube peak YouTube COVID that felt like peak econ for me as well in many ways because COVID came around and it was great for e-commerce and horrible for life in many ways but yeah How was that for you So peak YouTube oh. Where you say you got cancelled
1: Yeah man um, Peak YouTube It was great It was great But at the same time Like I still felt like I didn't know what was going on Like, like you just said The past year you, found, you finally like Came into yourself You like found your feet You felt like Right Still working out But yeah a little bit Oh of course It's a journey bro But I feel like Looking back now I was just doing it To take over but it was peak, if you want to think, like, numbers-wise. That was a great peak. You could upload during COVID, like, two, three times a week. And I was seeing numbers and even, like, revenue off YouTube I've never seen before. Mm. And then this situation happened with a girl that I used to date. There's a lot more... The reason why I won't speak on it is because there's loads behind the scenes that I would never, ever show. Was she
0: a YouTuber as well? She was, that.
1: Yeah. I'm not going into names, just to let you know. Right. But it was a decision that I don't know man it's hard to explain if like people are listening and they know exactly the situation it's a difficult one because the stuff that went on behind the scenes that would people would understand where I was coming from by what happened but I can't share that it's too much because I'm also as a girl right if you're in a relationship online you can't as a guy be for girl it doesn't work yeah you can't bro can't mm. like, and also why would you want to Like, I feel like I got caught up in a crowd that had my best intentions at heart at the time but a video was released of me and said person and then that person went on a podcast and said that I sat and did this and released this video on my own mm. video wasn't bad but it was just more the context of us two being together and then yeah that must be crazy actually
0: relationships are fucking hard anyway Probably. let alone if they're aired online and potentially with
1: the wrong side yeah. but the yeah it was it was a big mistake for my part I should have been more like aware that the damage that this video could do it wasn't a bad video it was a video of us too but like the damage of that being released what that mean and I think that said person went on a podcast and spoke about it in a way that I don't know like fair play but it was I can't explain it. She went on and said that I've done this out of spite. I remember waking up in Devon with my mum, bro. And talking like two, 300 DMs that morning. Well, like hateful DMs. Oh, bro, yeah. Mum's address. Mm. Everything. Everything, bro. And that was. Like what we were talking about earlier, that I feel like that for me was. I remember I was sat. In Devon, with my mum, right? My mum's seeing this as well. It's horrifying, bro. I've got to explain to her that, like, everybody's going to, like, know about this. Because the girl is quite big at what she does, right? So there's no hiding from it. I'm talking, like, school friends, industry friends, people, mm. with everybody is going to look at me differently now. And it's my own... Inv- Do you know what I mean? I just kind of had to sit there with thousands and thousands of comments. I think I lost 20k on Insta over, like, a week so many subscribers people that actually like this. what I mean so I've gone from being this vulnerable character that's tried to be honest with everybody got lost in the source a little bit Mm. and that one time it's just ruined my whole credibility but my intentions in that situation wasn't to hurt anybody it's a complicated one
0: yeah that's mad actually because I can relate to that in what (laughs) happened with me with with this Neon brand I mean it's different but I went from being an unknown founder to when that went tits up I had the Daily Mail at my door. At the door? That's how bad it got. Talk to me about it. Yeah, I mean, I shared a bit, bit of this on episode one of the pod, but I mean, it's long gone now. But yeah, long story short, you know, like two million quid's worth of orders disappeared. that was not my fault. And I got the blame. And everyone thought I was a scam artist because I had a, was driving a Ferrari. And people, there was a Facebook group dedicated to where my parents live, pictures of my mum. And I remember my mum calling me crying and saying, what the fuck's going on? And that was the worst thing because I was like, firstly you now probably think that I've done something wrong when I hadn't at all you'll convince everybody that you're no, so no. it was a combination of the business going tits up but then actually my reputation being on the line and like people from school probably thinking you know, oh this guy's a fraud mm. and, that, and I, I was like suicidal about it yeah. genuinely Perfect. and Perfect. it was horrendous and I, probably mm. I, I wasn't I wasn't even used to being in, in the public I had never had any hateful DM ever like, and now no it's thing. like you're that guy there was I a think. website dedicated to like me and it was like pictures of me from school and shit how did you feel? There's some creeps out there. And, and and that was the first time I realized how big scale that business had got. And it still exists now. And, and everything got fixed. And whatever. It's just a long process. But And it's probably the same for you in a way. Like it's, it's numbers on a screen. Like subscribers, views, whatever. For me, it was like revenue numbers, customers. And you don't really realize, in many ways, I didn't realize naively. Kind of, I didn't think about them as being real people or until, until it went tits up. And then it was a lot of real people that wanted me to answer to them yeah so that was a horrendous when turn
1: you, when you say because this is going to get a deep regardless like this is a mad topic in general because I don't think people cool I think people should be cancelled if they've stepped out of line they've done something that you can't come back from mm. but cancel culture is tapped like people want you gone even if you're doing well
0: yeah, I think particularly in the UK, it's like tall poppy syndrome.
1: Mate, it's it's hot. It's actually vile. Like people, you said like, you were suicidal, right? Pretty much. Yeah, literally.
0: Like that's how bad it yeah. got. I mean, I, I've always struggled with my mental health anyway. Same. Yeah. I'm just I've been way too honest about that. Arguably on the pod, but it just is what it is. I think I think and I think a lot of entrepreneurial and creative people are maybe more susceptible by default to. Ups and downs, mentally, emotionally. I, I certainly am. Yeah. I, I always flippantly say that my mind is my greatest gift, but biggest curse, because it allows yeah. me to think a lot and be creative and come up with, you know, build businesses, whatever. But also, I'm then, you know, the architect of my own fucking problems that maybe don't even exist half the time. Like we were saying before, yeah. like I'll, I'll create situations that don't exist because that's just the way my mind works. And but I can also create things that didn't exist, which can be great. And look at this. Do you know what I mean, sick, yeah. so.
1: I, I hear that a lot and I think it's a like you said it's a blessing and a curse like as much as that situation that you just spoke about the situation I spoke about without that we wouldn't have the product and the lifestyle and the amazing things we've like been able to experience yeah but when that moment comes mm. bro it's rock bottom like actual rock bottom do you know yeah, what I mean yeah that's absolutely how I felt yeah like Mentally, you're sat there and you're like... Especially in, in this situation, I just explained, like... I know I was guilty, but I wasn't as guilty as made out to be. I mm. think that's the best way to explain it. So I'm sat there, bro, like... Crying my fucking eyes out, to be honest. Just sat at the beach up with my mum, mate. That like, embarrassing moment.
2: Because
1: mm. you feel mortified. You feel like you've got to explain yourself to everybody, right? It's what you're on about just then. You feel yeah. like you've got to explain... I made videos bro of me sat there like trying to like fight it never uploaded mm. it can't fight it bro that's why
0: I did the first podcast really like ultimately it was when the dust had settled I just wanted to speak about what happened
1: do you feel that like was a great outlet for you mentally
0: and I was really scared to put that up because I'd never really put content up particularly that sort of type but then actually I had like a thousand messages saying wow that was like the most powerful thing I've ever listened to mm. because I've gone through something on you know there's loads of people go through shit on smaller scale different scale whatever but most people don't share it and I think that's the biggest problem in social media and it's maybe starting to change because people are seeing through the bullshit but life isn't all rainbows
1: mate it's not but the problem with
0: like marketing and you know building a personal brand or brand in general is like by default you know you want to share your best side of course you do like Mm. I don't post pictures of me Fucking feeling shit on Instagram Maybe I should But You know We all post our best version Our highlight Yeah But it's pretty damaging If people don't If people never share The other side
1: mm. But you can get caught up in that too Like you said It's a balance like, Yeah It's good to show that you can be vulnerable But it's difficult bro It's difficult Like it's difficult to be like I'm not good bro Especially online like, Because obviously we both have different circles But our network is on Net worth, right? Yeah So like You know that when you're sharing it These important people Or these people are going to see it And it's going to It's it's a hard battle But I feel like what I've learned from this situation Being vulnerable Like you said that first podcast People will respect that The honest version of yourself ten times more than this animated character that Yeah. You're meant to be seen as, you know what I mean? And I think that's the most important thing, like ugh, yeah, you go on social media for ages, like the topic's huge when it comes to mental health and like comparisons and like all these different things. But yeah man, it's heavy. It's heavy. Where do you feel like for you that like, we were talking about ugh, okay, so the last year you feel like obviously uh, can we talk about the the situation we were on about yeah
0: I'm going to get cancelled by my own viewers for speaking
1: about this again but go on okay we'll we'll brush past it but do you feel like did you share much of that online firstly I have on the pod yeah really
0: not on like Instagram or anything
1: okay do you feel like that was really like when did you realise you were like coming into yourself Because it's still a journey like we said But like When did you go Okay like Now I've been through this This and this and this This has like shaped me to like
0: Well yeah In like In a nutshell I feel like I From like the age of like 20 to 20 to like 24 Things felt Like they almost went perfectly for me In every single way Okay Like I felt like I had everything Like I was making loads of money I had access to Go where I wanted You know Living in my dream place at the time Had really good friends, all this sort of shit. And I probably need, and I was probably a bit of an arrogant cunt. I think like peak 2020.
1: Was that your like?
0: I had more money coming in than ever. Like, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, maybe just, like, still working really hard. And it was, you know, I'd built it myself. But, yeah, looking back now, I was probably a bit naive on certain things. And then, yeah, went through like my first big L, I guess, at scale. Mm. Um,
1: it felt like an L at the time
0: yeah now in many ways I, f- I feel like it's kind of like a blessing in disguise mm. which took it a long time to view it that way but yeah and then like a few things changed in my personal life and all that sort of shit and, I, and then I think that was like the perfect time to get on, get into a better place again which I definitely have over like the last nine months mm. like massively like I mean you said it and we'd we only yeah, met for- once but like a lot of other people my own mates have said, fucking hell, like, I didn't, I didn't recognise you from a year ago.
1: Yeah, I met you nine months ago. We met at a roast. Yeah. And I think you showed me... I said, like, oh, what would you do? We were chatting, and having a roast dinner.
0: Yeah, I was in a very different headspace then, because I felt like I was a nobody again. Because my confidence mm. had just gone so much. I could tell
1: you, but... Yeah. Even
0: though I'd done loads of cool shit, and I was still, you know, statistically still very successful for, like, my age and stuff. It was just that the... the the knock-on effects of like what happened in the previous year, basically 2021, like the, the start of 2021, and then following on from that, like my fucking relationship breaking you were going down. You go through and it shit. at that time. There, it's just a lot of things at once, yeah.
1: But I can tell there's a different energy with you now, the way you hold yourself. Do you know what I mean?
0: Like, yeah, and I think about to earn like self-respect again by it's a proving big thing. by proving that I can get up and fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the hardest thing in life is like losing momentum and then getting knocked and then having to. But build back up again
1: and facing that and being I think it's the acceptance that moment when you realise like you have to face whatever you've got whether it's a breakup from your ex or it's a business gone wrong or you've been called this online like there's a moment where you go where you sit with it you face it and you go f- like this could eat me up or I can change everything yeah that's and exactly then it's after that like other side of that that you kind of come into yourself a little bit more maybe
0: yeah i think it gives you character like
1: definitely does yeah
0: yeah i mean i almost don't trust people that have like say they've like never been through like bad shit because they've either had they've been like what's the term like they've been too that they haven't been exposed to any like real life or they're just lying because yeah it's like you you nothing's enjoyable if you enjoy everything right and like you, you can't have like good times without bad times and shit but it's so true
1: yin and yang sort of shit yeah, 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 yeah.
0: and like granted I, I don't want to have as bad times as that but there's, there's always ups and downs like even now of course and as, as it is for everyone mm.
1: but I think as you said like people that haven't been through something and there's no depth there it's quite terrifying right yeah like because I feel like even those people that haven't experienced anything they've had to really, like, sit and face or go through it, there will be a time. You can't hide from those emotions, like, in general. But when it does hit you, that even friends I've seen, like, I don't know if it's the same with you, I feel like, for me personally, my, like, big reality check was previous to YouTube, during YouTube as well. Like, but as you said, it builds character. And you kind of, it's, I think, understanding yourself a lot more through trauma is a great thing. This is mm-hmm. really tough to say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like without the things that we've had to face, maybe us two past two years, if that didn't happen, i would still be in a position that I was beforehand. Just ticking along. Yeah. I think it's great. How do you think
0: you reacted to that then? Did as in, you change a lot? As in like that, you go from, as you like said, peak YouTube time and then getting canceled like did that mm. like change like the the views you were getting did that like change mm. the business of youtube for you everything
1: and then every angle yeah it was it wasn't just views relevance it was like money it was mm. everything it was even like personally bro like it was the biggest reality check i've ever had yeah because not saying like oh, everything's ticking along, like, this could last forever. It was, like, now, nah, like, this is disposable. Like, you can disappear tomorrow if you want to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I felt that.
1: Do you know what I mean? It's that looking over the cliff moment. You're like, nah, this is terrifying. And I think you go into, you start questioning a lot more. You're not naive to these things anymore. Instead sort of, like, when that situation happened, I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, that video can go on, like, whatever, like, da 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 you start realizing like these things have consequences you like see everything for what it is a little bit more it's terrifying bro terrifying mm. like and as you said when it involves your family
3: yeah it's scary, gets scary
1: bro it's scary times it's a scary time because it's also like i don't know the internet's a scary place and it's all good making money from it it's, you know it's a blessing but
0: yeah i was listening to it was a podcast Stephen Bartlett and the Coinbase guy or something and he was talking about the concept or well not the concept but just talking about you know if, if you have a million people seeing something you know whatever it is business YouTube you only need 1% of those people to be like a bit crazy mm. and then that's like 10,000 people then you need 1% of those 10,000 to be like an actual psychopath mm. and then you have 100 psychopaths and they're the, probably the people that you know make the fucking Facebook page or send mm. you your mum's address and all this sort of shit terrifying so it's like that is the scary thing about the internet
1: yeah and especially it, at scale it's human nature though right like you get a thousand great comments and ten bad ones but you're gonna remember the bad ones and forget the good ones yeah just the way it works like we're at we find comfort right in we find comfort in being sad it's comfy right mm. when those things happen like those big situations you wanna sit and you wanna cry and you wanna be that like why is this happening to me it's comfy eat bad junk food yeah. disappear do you know what I mean and just it's easy but I think the hardest part but it's the most rewarding part is that we've been talking about it's just like facing that and just like how can I overcome it what would that look like like we spoke about running earlier mm. that like we said about in the lift running was like my biggest fear I was a big kid do you know what I mean so like the fact of even seeing myself run was like a weird fact yeah and I think even like same thing like other Side of Fear. Such a beautiful thing, like... Rewarding as well. And I think getting past that, like, first bit... Same with the cancel stuff. You just gotta boss it, man. Come back from it, sort of thing. How did you pivot, then, after all that? Well, after the 2020 situation?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I guess not necessarily pivot, but, like, what did you change to, like, get on with stuff? Um... Because you mentioned YouTube became less or has become less of a priority. Yeah. Was was it after that?
1: It was after that, yeah. Mm. It wasn't a... It was just like a... I sat with it for a month. My management were amazing, bro. Like, facts. They were like, no, like, okay, what would we'll do? My management would go to be completely honest. I'm still with them now. Big up GenFlow. Mm. Um, they were just like, right, okay, so what do you want to do? Like, what do you actually want to do? I was like, cool. I'm passionate about fashion, the music stuff, da-da-da-da-da. like, right, okay, so we're going to position your content in this way. And it it kind of felt like I was maturing, finally. Instead of, like, making content for 16-year-olds when I'm 21 years old, it felt like I could be myself. And I could be, like, post what I wanted to, but still connect with the same audience. But without that, bro, I don't know what the fuck i doing, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. But I think since then, the people that have kind of like stuck with it get it. And I'm thankful for that. But yeah, that was the pivot for me. Like management was a big help. But I think even personally, meditation was a big thing. Facing these things, like, it's like a self, like a proper journey. Like, okay, like, as we spoke about earlier, I spent my whole life doing this. Then I got cancelled. I can step like step back now and be like, okay, but what do I want to do? How do I make myself feel better? Do you know what I mean? So I think since that moment, the past two years have been, what do I like doing? How do I feel good again? And like, what do I actually want to be doing and share with the internet? And it's been like a 180 moment. Mm. What about yourself? After that situation that I saw you in at that roast dinner... <laughs> Because you had the Space Good website. I remember that. Yeah, I started working on that. But like, what was the moment where you're like, you felt it the most and then you decided to make the change? Oh, probably like
0: November 2021. Okay. Because that was like, yeah, I actually filmed a video of myself just being like, oh, fuck this. Because um, I was living by myself. My ex-girlfriend had moved out, which was my doing. Right decision, but still rough.
3: Hmm.
0: And I, and I wasn't actually working on anything for the first time in ages I had like a blank slate and right. like I didn't have to work and I didn't have to like go and get a job or anything it wasn't like that bad but yeah I was like I don't have any goal right now really so I had to like yeah. figure out what the next thing was and that's partly why I started the pod on the side and then I started like building that sort of in public for the new brand and and then I gradually got into running and shit because I was like Lovely. half arse in the gym so I used to be really in great shape for like years I used to be rowing for like nine years and then I just lost all that partly because of my pre- previous relationship and just shit that was going on there but yeah just started getting momentum again and I was like alright pod new business yeah. get in good shape
1: do you think fitness is a big thing that like helped especially oh, yeah, when you massively. spoke about confidence
0: yeah yeah because yeah it's like meditation for me and I don't know why I, I, I like slacked on it a lot in previous years through COVID because looking back I was like a bit chubby I was never like fat but looking back now I was like fucking hell I look a lot better now mm. and then yeah I just got addicted to it like running was the the new thing because I, I never used to be into that I was like oh I'm not a runner I'm it's not a terrifying a
1: thought bro isn't
0: it it used to just hurt my legs hurt my knees huh it used to just really hurt and then yeah. I was like oh this is like meditation because I tried meditating before and trying to be more mindful and shit but then and I've always liked like heavy exercise and i like, really pushing myself mm. and then I started to just look a lot better and feel a lot better and yeah I think it's just discipline it's, a big it's like with anything it gives you a like a tangible goal that you can see like quick results in particularly running I think rather than just going to the gym and lifting weights yeah. and you don't need it. you don't have to spend money on it you don't have to do you know what I mean anyone can do it exactly. Go, yeah. exactly so there's no excuse and you can do it anywhere So now I'm a bit of a running addict. Um, I don't know how long this'll last after I've done this marathon. But sick, by the way, congrats, that's it. Yeah. So I started to just—I was anything I do, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to try and be really good at it." So,
1: but it's applying that same mindset that you've learned from the business stuff to fitness, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Constantly pushing that, like, like you said, there's no excuse. Do it, like, send it But I think it's that after period, like when you've when you've completed that task that six months ago. Like five k run for me, bro, was a myth. Yeah, everyone's doing that in COVID. Yeah, I was too scared to even go, bro. Just leave the house to do a five k because I knew mentally I was like, you can't do that. I never tried it. Yeah, but now, like last week, I'll still run five k, but we'll do like four or five times a week. Yeah, and it's like I'll look back and be like, mate, a year ago that was the most terrifying thought in my head. But it's, I didn't find it difficult the first time I did it. It's that mental thing, I think. And that now comes out in business And it comes out in these other things I think it's the primary Like lesson That I have to practice every day That makes everything easier for me Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like that self-reflection thing And like you said about The way you look at yourself Like running If you feel like I don't know You're starting to look better or whatever However you want to label it That confidence is like It's the best feeling bro
3: yeah
0: so especially when you earn it
1: because you have Cause to the earn thing it. about
0: being in shape is you can't buy it can't buy it you just have to grind and, and yeah. be, be consistent and then I read David Goggin's book Can't Hurt Me it's probably the best book I've ever read I need to read that I love him though I like it, it just like it was so powerful I'm not much of a reader I'm, I really wish I was more
1: mm.
0: but just something about it just resonated with me I was like wow
1: he's a savage bro. yeah he's... like
0: just the fact because I'm definitely like driven more by like negative emotions like almost like Fuck you, like I'll do it, sort of thing.
1: I love that. I love I've that. always
0: been driven in from that sort of place. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe that's really
1: bad, but Goggins is a lot like that. So I see, I see a lot of my mindset mm. in that. But that's amazing because it's like you know that anything you face now, you can change that around. Do you know what I mean, you can use that. Oh, I feel shit. This has happened. Da, 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 da. You can use that emotion to improve yourself and feel better. Mm. And that's a technique that I wish I could have learned during this. First period of like going through all the bullshit and like having to. I didn't know that that could be a thing. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely.
0: What the fuck is this? Spacegoods, spacegoods.com, Rainbow Dust version one. My newest entrepreneurial econ brand venture. I spent six months in the trenches building this shit from scratch. We launched six weeks ago. What's it all about? The next generation wellness brand with a long term vision. To essentially consumerize the pending psychedelic consumer goods market which might sound absolutely ridiculous we're not quite there yet the market's massively illegal but what is this rainbow dust version one is an all-in-one mushroom and adaptogenic blend designed to unlock your supernatural self essentially experience a sharper focus sustained energy zen like calm throughout the day it's an all-in-one powder tastes like fucking hot chocolate tastes delicious works great looks great feels amazing essentially the broader concept here was to legally imitate a psychedelic microdose and like i said experience those symptoms you can mix it with anything brand brownies, bake brownies with it, mix it with your coffee, have it without coffee, replace your coffee, put it into a protein shake, it's super fucking versatile, it tastes great, it replaced the stack of supplements I was previously taking, but you need to try this shit, it would definitely change the way you work, get you into that deep workflow I obviously think that myself. Plenty of 1,000 plus first customers think the exact same shit. It's not just a pretty packaging. It actually works really fucking well. Keto, vegan, all that good shit. Trust me, you need to try it for yourself. Let's scale the shit to the moon. SpaceGoods.com. Get on your Rainbow Dust subscription and see how you fucking feel. Let's do it for the boys. SpaceGoods.com. Right, I want to bring it back to you um, because I feel like I'm fucking butting in way too much and trying to be philosophical. I'm enjoying it though, but yeah. How does the day-to-day of a YouTuber slash musician slash fashion entrepreneur look like now then?
1: Very different, very different. Um, so yeah, like the music thing in itself. Would you want to start with that? Actually, day-to-day, right? So at the moment, I've got more agency in London that it's just like a side job thing. So Mm -hmm. doing a bit of modeling here and there, still working on the fashion brand. So there's those two are big things at the moment. They bring me the most happiness, I'd say. Writing music, it's a great outlet. And then there's the fashion thing. But at the the moment it's like, wake up, run. That's like my mindset the past month. It's like train, first thing. I feel like everything else after that feels a lot easier. If you have that like difficult 30 minutes in the morning Mm. um and it's split between going to the studio um maybe i've got a shoot or a test shoot um it's a juggling act at the moment making sure i'm still uploading i haven't done great over the past two weeks um but keeping the youtube ticking like i'm just being more honest again like we're speaking about i've got a video going out next week that talks about basically what we've been talking about just like I'm going back to just making content I want to do less stress film what my life actually looks like now yeah so yeah split between those three so I would be in Birmingham which is like where the main studio is where we record our music and then there's the fashion stuff which is more like meetings and we have an office in London I go and visit and then apart from that it's like TikTok so like making TikTok videos and just like that's a whole other world Yeah, I don't know if you're too like on that on that
0: I really should be I, I deleted, deleted TikTok off my phone I mean I, I'm trying to do it for the brand now obviously you're yeah. doing some stuff with, with Finn and the other guys f- for Space Goods recently love that so we'll see how that comes out because <laughs> I'm yeah. starting to feel like I'm too old to like natively understand TikTok it's the first platform I felt that way but Instagram really? was always my go-to with like previous businesses and stuff and it still is in terms of like Instagram ads and all that but mm. TikTok's the new kid on town on the block it is and it's, and ruined it's like everything else yeah
1: mm. it's crazy but yeah so it's just split between those bro um, meditate every day I say every day every other day it's a great balancer
0: I really I, I've tried starting that many times I tried it in the sauna I guess to the sauna like every day
1: it's good in the sauna but I bro before you go to bed 10 minute meditation 10 minute guided meditation you put your earphones in you just lay there you don't have to do anything You just listen mm. And I think It Makes everything Feel Smoother You're not That voice in your head Isn't so loud Throughout the day So mm. I think that's really important I like to say I do it every day But there is days that I don't And You feel it But yeah It's kind of like I'm trying to do that Self Progress thing Invest time in myself now Do you know what I mean mm. Like I said I want to pick your brains on the econ world. Because I feel like I have this, I've been on socials now for like seven years. I understand like the whole like algorithm side to that. Yeah. But because I don't want to be so like active, like personally with it. I want to try and learn how to use the algorithm to do product stuff instead of myself.
0: Mm. So yeah, just like to so build brands off the back of your personal brand rather than focus on yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, what that's a lot of
0: influencers and YouTubers I see kind of pivoting, which is obviously where businesses like Genflow have come in mm. to help creators build businesses. And they're it.
1: Yeah. to be fair, which is good. Um, but yeah, I think as we were just speaking about like, what do I want to do? Like what makes me feel good? I'm still working it out. So a long way to go. But
0: I'm still working it out.
1: It's a beautiful thing like, getting one step closer every single day and just feeling like, okay, so like, I really enjoyed this today. This made me feel great. I think gratitude's a big thing as well. like try and practice every day. Because without it, it's, I don't know, scary. But I think that's, that's like, I've just like, word vomited. That's what my week looks like. Yeah. Apart from seeing friends, um and I'm quite lucky like my friends probably like yours like your econ friends yeah, we they're like your only mates it. that get it mm. you've got mates from home that you can go back but the conversation's different and that's valuable as well yeah. because you need people around you that you're just gonna laugh with
0: yeah very true
1: but yeah like hanging out with people that get the struggle of running a business and this isn't do you know what I mean
0: the constant econ anxiety of things going up and down up and down
1: it's an anxiety thing yeah but yeah I think it's just like I'm currently in that like progressive period for myself at the moment do you know where you want to be in like five years um,
0: or do you think that far ahead
1: I'd, I'd like to try to property Is something that it, it was always like oh you need to get property you need to do this da, 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 da. YouTube's not going to last forever oh god okay I don't know if it's like a as valuable thing now but it's definitely something I want to get into Hmm. I feel like A lot of my friends Are now getting onto That property thing And got my first property The other day Which was cool Yeah I saw that Nice one So it's like Okay so I'm just trying To lay some foundations down To like Make the next five years Smoother Because I think The worry of The fluctuation Of being online And that being a business Is terrifying Probably like econ yeah like your mood is literally the same as your fucking yeah oh yeah Jesus Christ
0: it's very 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 true yeah yeah that's the the ride you sign up for I guess when you are an entrepreneur whether that's you know creating content creating brands whatever it is or both Mm. and yeah it can be very rewarding but also very stressful but I'd rather do that than sell my soul to the man and you know do it for someone else exactly because I can
1: never do that because the stories and like the value like bro like nothing beats it right Mm. I think for people our age like the things we've experienced like I don't know like my parents have never experienced some of the things that I've managed to be so lucky to see live I don't know about yourself like yeah it's crazy but then the next five years is also like do I want to go back to I used to work in a pub like like three years do I like that's a big fear for me it's like Going back to the cancellation that, thing. That's
0: interesting, actually. So, because some people have said this on the pod as well. And they said, like, I don't know if that's what, what you're meaning, but, like, they're kind of... They're driven by worried... Worried that it will all go away and they'll have to go back and get, you know, a normal job or whatever it is. Mm. I've never even worried about that, even when shit was actually going wrong.
1: Because I watched your pod today. You used to work at Waitrose, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. What was I that had, like? Shit.
1: But I had loads of shit jobs. Did you, like... Were you thinking, because this is what I did when I used to work every single day? I think about what I'd want to be doing. When you're at Waitrose doing your stacking of shelves, were you thinking about the life that you want to live?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about gratitude, and like sometimes you need to get perspective on how far you've come, mm. which is very easy to lose. Yeah. and gets very
1: normal. Yeah,
0: like, because I mean, I just had a normal upbringing, like, went to state school middle class family but probably like most people statistically um yeah the last job I ever had was when I was in uni working at a burger bar and I used to run Facebook ads on my break with my that's 50 pound savings and then the rest is history but yeah
1: that's it that's you know, I guess
0: you don't realise how far you've come until you look back and it. it's obviously cliche and whatever but mm-hmm. it's quite powerful um I think particularly when you're like self-made and shit and weren't born into whatever mm-hmm. which most people are um as in, most people are self-made, genuinely. Um.
1: But it's always, it's always a complete cycle. I feel like the cycle. This is what we were speaking about before the cameras went on. The Ferrari story. Oh yeah. Because I said to you, I was like, because I like, like I said earlier, I was always, oh, when I get that car, when I get that watch, when I finally buy the house. I said this to my boy the other day. He was like, you're 22. You just bought a flat. how's it feel? Mm. I dreamt this moment for five years. it Doesn't feel like it's real. I'm like, what's next? So it's like, when you bought that car, did you have a dream of what that moment would be like when you were doing the whole waitrose thing, and then it got set? What was the difference like? And I'm sure people at home as well were like, what's it like to buy a Ferrari?
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of like cars were always my thing when I was younger, but I had had nice cars before that. Like, you know, I, I didn't go from no car to a Ferrari, so yeah. I, I guess in, in that sense it wasn't so sudden. Like, I'd had like. I'd had an AMG Mercedes before, I had an M4 BMW, then I had an Audi R8 twice, and I had a Range Rover, all this shit. I had loads of shit. And then I got a fucking Ferrari, which is probably the most silly one. But that was, yeah, I, I said this before, I think I probably got more joy from buying a Mini when I was 20 mm. that was like two grand or something. I remember it, than buying that fucking Ferrari because at that point, and this is like the dangerous thing about achieving goals in a way, particularly material ones because they're very fleeting, mm. is that the bar gets higher and higher and then your your standard for any form of satisfaction can be dangerously high Scary and like I was in Mykonos the other week and I made a like I'm doing this like weekly documenting building this brand it's kind of like a vlog I guess it is a vlog and I actually was in a really weird headspace so I was in, I was in Soho House in Mykonos this beautiful place It was a fucking Tuesday morning I'm sat on my laptop working I don't have to be anywhere you now I've got plenty of money to do this for however long and I just wasn't happy. Like, honestly, it was, I was a bit, like, it was kind of a really weird feeling. Because I hadn't felt like that when I'd been in such a beautiful place before. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, I wasn't necessarily unhappy, but I was just like, why am I not enjoying this that much?
1: Nothing f- filled the hole, right?
0: Yeah, and I and, I, and I started to, I think I said in the video, like, it's because I'd maybe got so used to just going away and, like, being able to that, you know, and it's a bit scary because then it's like, oh fuck! If mm. if the things that you you used to want to do can't even give you joy, then what does give you joy? And like, I'm so I'm kind of trying to figure that out because
3: mm.
0: I don't know. It's kind of worrying. But like, there's well, obviously levels to everything. The
1: journey, right? Like,
0: there's obviously levels to everything, but yeah,
1: the goals change, right?
0: Yeah, I think, I think my goals are less physically tangible now. I mean, mm. or certainly less materialistic like my financial goals are probably bigger than they were before but it's for different reasons it's more for like oh so I can look after my future family or you know my parents rather than buy a fucking watch and a silly car so I can look cool
1: yeah I rate that though and I think it's very important like because as much as we talk about this because your materialistic goals that you've achieved are very different to mine right very different scale but I feel like you can never teach that yeah I think you have to go through that yeah everyone has to go through yeah because it's all it's all well and it comes back to that whole like searching for validation from other people all the time like okay like this like even the whole ego desire thing like this thing about tattoos on my arm is like
0: I'm thinking about getting first tattoo you know
1: do it bro because I finally got
0: to the age where I feel like I could make it a considered choice whereas in the past my taste would change too much on cars let alone fucking tattoos let alone tattoos yeah. so that's why I never got one
1: I hear that there's so many
0: people have yeah. said to me you like the per- sort of person that would have 20 tattoos because I'm quite I a loose that. cunt and I <laughs> I don't know
1: but I, I just think never if have. you if there's real meaning behind the tattoo because you have loads yeah so the things on my arms have been like either moments or big things in my life obviously there's an eggy bread there <laughs> I to you that it's like Lol that's jokes But to me that has Like a really Like it's a significant meaning Sounds yeah. weird But like My leg shit Like it's all jokes Like it's my mate's Brand logo Like it's my mate's Merch logo Yeah That's my friend's That's lives in Dubai at the moment Just like jokes Little things in Comic Sans But like arms wise It needs to make sense bro If it's something You really can't Forget You won't regret it do it but just to let you know you get one and then you'll get you look like me at like a year yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean but it's cool man like it's, it's, it's I don't a, know where
0: I'd get it maybe like the inside of my arm or something yeah, fucking so cliche like Jay Alvarez or some bullshit do some
1: J. Alvarez shit I, the thing is, is like I'm at this point now where I need to keep going otherwise going can look weird because I take my t-shirt off I look like I've just got drawings on my arm yeah you know what I mean right so it's like oh god it's, it's a downward spiral but, tattoos are
3: cool. Yeah.
1: If you know what you're getting. Like you can't, my mum used to say to me, and I actually did it, not maybe for a year, she said, draw something out that you really want to get, put it on the fridge for a year. If you still want it in a year. Is that what you've done? Nah, mine was like a free month. I did do it though, I did do it. Yeah. Shout out Mumsy. I actually got my mum tagged on my arm, you know.
3: Oh, she a picture shout, of that?
1: Shout out Sue, yeah. Fucking hell. That's was for a video as well, tattoo roulette. Oh shit. But then it's because it's my mum, I can't be, oh, I regret that,
3: man. Yeah.
1: It's a bit harsh if I do that, do you know I mean, I? But it's, it, I think it's just hilarious, like, I don't know. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. You make me feel like I should see
0: my parents more.
1: I'll take that. It could yeah. be a good thing.
0: I don't speak to them or visit them enough. Huh? I don't speak to them or visit them enough, probably.
1: Really? We don't speak to
0: my parents enough.
1: Enough Every situation's different man Like growing up I had a weird The experience That kind of like Oh man it's trauma But Main point being It That's the reason Why I'm so close to my mum Because of those situations Mm. Like Otherwise Like people kind of Find it weird That I'm so close to my mum It's like a best friend thing Yeah But it's because of Shit that's happened Do you know what I mean Like it makes sense But if you Yeah Check in with them man (laughs)
0: Yeah, definitely should I've got a twin brother as well Non-identical twin We're, really? we're the complete opposite Twin-twin? Twin. Yeah, twin so, Yeah, just nothing like each other Did you go on? Probably better now than we used to Fair play Because I was like, oh fuck We did share a womb Maybe I should speak to him more Maybe we should go for a drink <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting though Because we are a, An interesting case of We had the exact same upbringing Like the same genes Granted, not the exact same so not identical twins But And we have such different worldviews On everything I would love to know where so that came from. Or if that's even common or not in twins. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I was a, so that's what this stat is for. I was a twin, but my twin didn't make it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I kind of hear... Not that I hear that. I didn't experience it. But, like, it's a weird comparison in your head. Because you're like, as you said, shed a womb. Why don't we get on?
0: Yeah. I used to get compared so much, I hated it. That's probably, probably partly why I, like, rebelled against the system. I was yeah. like I want to be different to him
1: which is fair play and look where you are now which is sick but at the same time there's, there's always like it's always gonna come back round and like regardless if you go off your separate ways or like you don't get on like I've got a weird relationship with siblings parents whatever but it always comes back to that moment where it makes sense again I feel mm. like personally that there'll be a moment where like, you've got your journey you're doing your thing maybe he's doing his thing but it'll come back round and it'll make sense do you know what I mean and you'll sit down and be like great I get it now.
3: Yeah, I think I so. don't know your
1: situation, obviously, but yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, no, of course. Just check in, man. Check I have to in. get him on the pod. Probably I'd watch it, bro. I think it'd be really interesting. How is it? Well, I was it? the same age as me?
0: Yeah, so I reckon it'd be quite boring on here, but get a few drinks, Dan.
1: What's his what name? We, James. James on a podcast, man.
0: Yeah, he's an he's an engineer. He used to, at Rolls Royce. I used to be Just something like that.
1: Not just any engineer. Yeah, he's
0: very different to me, but very smart.
3: Yeah. um...
1: I love that man I love that And that's important just, Yeah Checking in and That's one thing as well Like, I know we're just Jumping off topic to topic At this point It's good But I think checking in Is something I've been like Trying to be like Aware of a lot more Like reaching out to. People, what with like mates as well Everybody It's something I When, when we're talking about that Ego year I had mm. I feel like I lost everyone I just distant. I didn't know who the fuck I was Do you know what I mean So now I'm like I will make sure I check in everybody as much as I can, of course, but like, yeah, man, I just don't want to get to a point in my life where I had so many great friends. Yeah. Do
0: you know one thing I've really realized and like, it seems obvious, but I started to click. Maybe it's one thing I was thinking about when I decided I wasn't getting joy from like material things, whatever, basically came to the conclusion that everything is shit unless you're doing it with people you care about. Or just with people, but particularly people you care about. Like, you could be, I don't know, in the fucking... A seven-star hotel in the most beautiful resort in the world. But if you're by yourself,
1: it's shit. It's facts, bro. Will Smith said something like this. And it's a quote that's very similar.
0: Like, it's like so... Yeah, I've had a few experiences like that when I've been in really cool places. or doing. In fact, one of them was when I was driving that car, I actually remember writing a note in my iPhone and I stopped and I was like, wow, I feel really sad. Why do I feel sad? It's because I'm doing it by myself. Yeah. No one fucking cares. Like, yeah. if you're not sharing an experience with anyone, the experience usually, mm. unless it's like you meditating or whatever, but-
1: Yeah.
0: It's true. It's not, just not, doesn't have the same-
1: it's, it's completely different. That one quote I live with, always. I'm not really a quote person either, I'll be honest. Like, I, like a lot of them, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Mm. But like one thing that really stood out for me is like Will Smith. What guy by the way Yeah What king Um, He was like the only true happiness As in like an emotion That you'll feel Like the only true Feeling of happiness You'll ever get Is when you're helping other people And at first I was like It doesn't make sense But there's the experiences Like we just spoke about If you Bought that Ferrari For your brother That Feeling of like Excitement Do you know what I mean Like I'm not saying go and buy A fucking Ferrari But I'm saying like little things like sharing experiences this seven what five star hotel is great but if I don't get to share that emotion with someone it's it feels empty and I think that's a, yeah like buying a watch if you bought someone that you really care about a family member a watch it's a different feeling to you wearing it every day yeah that's very true
0: I did a personality test I don't know if you've ever done one oh the um 16personalities.com there's a few Yeah, of them. yeah yeah
1: yeah with the leprechauns and shit
0: yeah. yeah and I was like ENFJ protagonist whatever. and I did it like three times every year and I always got the same results it was like pretty consistent I mean maybe it's like one of those star sign things that you know it's relatable to everyone because you're in that mindset but yeah. I read it and it was so accurate and one of the things it was like you get a lot of pleasure like being generous to people or whatever and I was like ah I definitely do because I probably even though ironically I never bought my brother a fucking for <laughs> car and shit for me but like yeah I can, I can see why Will Smith said that because I think th- that's probably why. I think I mentioned this in a pod I did last night. That's probably why I'm so. I've like I'm so. I'm motivated by money and shit, but it's probably more so I can like give it to other people, or, or maybe not give it to other people, but share experiences and like provide for other people. i.e. like my family or whatever, my future family that don't mm. exist yet.
1: That's the real motivation, bro. That's it. Yeah, yeah. if
0: I actually break it down, because I need so many fucking like cars you can buy or whatever.
1: But it's true. Like little things, like. This sounds so weird. I don't know if you'll rate me saying this, but like, me and my brother have a weird relationship, right? Loving the boy to pieces. But I remember it wasn't too long ago. He like drove me up to Bristol to get the train back up to London and his car broke down. Mm. And it was like 300 quid, 400 quid. I saw his face then. be like, fuck. And to be able to be like, bro, here it is. Just sort it. Keep the rest, you know what I mean? that was better than hitting 100k subs 200k subs 300k subs buying my first Rolex like everything bro just, mm. just being like cool sorted genuinely like that feeling for me was just like wow yeah and I know it seems cliche and so like airy fairy but genuinely like yeah I don't know yeah it's, I'm not saying like go and like split your bank account in half and just go give it out but mm. no it's very true
0: where do you think you get most like, fulfillment from now then In terms of what you're doing Because that, that's what I'm trying to work out It's a hard question Because I've been like <laughs> scaring myself by Like I said like, Recently I was in Mykonos And I realised I wasn't actually fucking happy being there And I was like wait a minute yeah. I need to work on the shit that like, fulfills me Because there's a long road of life ahead
1: And what, y- what fulfills you right now? Name three things That you feel like When you've done that thing You feel good in yourself
0: doing a hard-ass run is probably one of them mm. and like finishing it going through pain
1: getting there
0: yeah. yeah that's probably one thing I feel like I like doing the pod because I like having conversations I think that's a you
1: leave feeling like yeah mate it's sick it's sick well I feel like
0: is like the like the lost human art form or some bullshit because everyone's just on the phone all the time and no, that's I was, why I refuse yeah. to do it online as well Okay. Because I don't want it to be another online thing. Even though it posts online, but the experience of doing it has to be real.
1: Because it's like it's a whole thing of we feel like we can connect so easily by social. We feel like we're connecting all the time. Yeah, and social but like that it's human not, connection it's not is real. so different. Yeah. It's so different. I get what you mean. That's a good list. It's a good list. I think mine's pretty similar. Like. Hmm. Going through like whether it's training, running you hit that point of, like, I can't do this, I can't do this, and you get past that, and then afterwards you're like, you know what, fair play, like, that's sick. Fulfillment, music's a big thing. Why the fuck, like, why the fuck am I doing music, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I haven't spoken about that enough. Tell me about that. Fuck, where do you want to go from? The start, or? It's not yeah, of the well, like, story. Is that
0: becoming more than, than, than YouTube? Bro, it's and I like, Do you see... Do you, like, which which thing would you pick if you could only pick one? Like, you got the YouTube, the music, the fashion stuff. I mean, I don't know why I'm asking Actually, because you don't have to pick one. But mm. where it's does so, it sit in your head?
1: It's so difficult. I'll be honest, with you, sorry, bro. Just, just miss the carpet. I don't know. Um, it's hard saying this because it's like, I've always had to doubt myself because of where I've come from. There's a big stigma around going from YouTube to making music always mm. a YouTuber making another fucking song yeah. do you know what I mean and I knew going into it that's what it'd be like but four years down the line like we've had songs that have hit one mil one and a half mil like some like mad shit mm. but like gaining respect has never been a thing it's so hard bro like so as much as I like to be like yeah I, I love making music I've always got that thought In the back of my head That's like You can't say that Because you've come off A platform And you Do you know what I mean But that brings me A lot of happiness um, It was an accident How it started as well I was I think I was hungover Mate Hungover all the time In that house Good old 18 year old Spence Love and life Yeah I posted some I, I actually remember you Saying like Something about a freestyle rap Yeah Yeah Do you know the first time You do it You'll be like Oh shit Like a big guest I was just really active On tour at the time I posted it and I remember in like two, three days' time, it had like 10k likes, which back in Twitter days, so that was like yeah, it's like 300, 400 thousand views. I was like, oh god, like, and it was good. It was positive, like response. Mm. So my whole world just changed. Jamal hit me up, mm. fucking legend, bro. Um, when I was like, 18, 17, and he's like, bro, this is sick. Um, met him, he really was the one that got me, like. I don't know, just boost the confidence with it all, like put me in situations where I didn't feel like I had to explain myself when it came to making music. That makes sense. Hmm. I don't know if you met Jamal. No, no. Nah. But yeah, so that was the thing, and I kept doing it. Um, and then I was just in rooms where I always done music. Like my dad's a jungle DJ, like a oh, DJ. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck. Weird guy, little... wavy guy actually, not weird. But my brother's a big musician as well, so it's always been like a family thing. Like growing up always loved it always played like instruments but because of the YouTube thing you'd enter a room with people that I don't know would normally be like yeah that's cool they purposely would be like nah I can't fuck with this guy Mm. I do not fuck with this guy and it's been the same like throughout the four years of doing it I'll be in rooms with people that I don't know probably like I don't know you, you hear what I'm saying like as much as I would love to be like I love music I love yeah. it Because it's great I feel like what I talk about in the music My management explain it like It's the only time we get to hear the real you I'm not talking about cars, girls Okay, maybe sometimes But like It's like an expression It's like an outlet for me So like When you know that people are going to try and hate it As soon as it comes out so For fuck's sake But I love the music yeah. That
0: sounds like it happens to a lot of people Like when KSI first started putting music out Mm. I, mean, I think there's still that element of that.
1: But he's a gatekeeper for that. Like, he's I speak to
0: Wes, who was obviously on Love Island. Yeah, of course. He said he still has that. And, and unfortunately, I feel where like. Where does no- that come from? Is it just people want. It's just a reason to knock them down or what?
1: People don't like people doing well, man. Mm. And like. Hats off to Wes. Hats off to JJ. Like. These people are opening doors for people like me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I still have had it for four years. Like. Even people, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even want to start naming names, but there's been people that have put me on, like, people like Jamal. I don't know if you know Aaron, Unknown. Do you know Aaron? Yeah. People like this have, like, some not my big bro, like, picked me up from 18 and was like, nah, you're coming with me sort of thing. So I got a lot of love and respect for people that did believe in what I was trying to do. There was only a handful of them. But even now, like, as much as I love music, I'm still going to be fighting this war of, like, I'm not trying to be something. I'm not out here trying to be somebody that I'm not. I just love making music, man. Like production, everything. Mm. But because of where I've come from, I still make TikToks, bro. So it's hard for people to visualize it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's difficult. It's really difficult. But I love it to pieces. I think you'll always
0: do it regardless of how commercially successful it is or how people respond to it because of YouTube. Yeah,
1: because it's a different connection. Like it's not like a youtube video where people can watch it and be like cool done that's sick what's next people like revisit it and i think if what you're talking about in your music is like honest and it's real and people relate to it it's it's a different feeling like growing up i used to listen to like my first album i ever bought was like dr dre 2001 mm. like eminem like that was my shit. like growing up and i it did something to me do you know what i mean and I think if one person can listen to the music and be like, and I've had people come up to me and say this, but like, you know what? That helped me through this. Or like, I resonate with that. But it's a different feeling to, than to put in a video out of, called Say It or Shot It and people are going, this was jokes. Yeah. See what I mean? But I think there will always be that. I don't know. People just don't want you doing well.
0: Yeah, interesting. What do you think is the biggest opportunity in terms of the fashion stuff then and building brands off the back of your brand especially as you as you said you want to be less all about you like into the future
1: like what's the goal for the fashion stuff
0: yeah and like do you think is it similar with the music in the sense that because you're building a brand off the back of your brand is it always going to be associated with you or or do you want to build something that's like bigger than you and separate to you do you know what I mean
1: definitely that's the long time goal hmm like we spoke about, Big Up The Boys, Cole Buxton, represent. Yeah. That is like, my, like, ideal, like, dream. Do you know what I mean? Like, sort of have like a social profile about it, but it's low-key.
0: Yeah, more as the founder of the band, rather yeah, than like the band. Yeah, people
1: brand. respect it, like, this guy's cool because of what he creates, mm. not this guy's cool. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. think there's such a difference. And I think that's the dream for me now, is like, with the fashion stuff, I've been lazy with it but I just haven't had the right headspace with it I didn't know what I wanted to do and I look up to these guys and I'm like that's so cool bro and like there's nothing else that gets me gas like that same with the music stuff I'll like watch someone spit or like someone will say something and it's like bro I'll listen to I don't know about you I'm listening to music 24-7
3: yeah
1: same I'm talking Well, well. to the toilet every genre yeah because it hits different and I think for me YouTube doesn't do that anymore Unfortunately, because it's I don't self reflect every week. The podcast thing's sick. I love this concept, but like sharing my life every day—it's not that exciting, man. With the music, I can spend more time on it. Scary when you release it, but feels different. Like people feel it differently. And same yeah. with clothing—like it's so easy to put a name on a piece of clothing. But so how do you get people to resonate with that? Same with like space space kids and shit. Mm. Like you want people to actually fuck with the product, right? Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, I feel like fashion and
0: uh, like all the stuff I've done. I've I've never. Well, I used to actually, I used to have a clothing brand when I was like twenty one. Is it? It did pretty well. We had like Luke Hemmings from Five Seconds of Summer wearing it and shit. Jeez.
1: What but was I it was called? I
0: was never. It's called Dusk. I mean, we did like a few hundred grand in sales. This is when I was like twenty at uni. It was never like. I was never that into it. I wasn't really into fashion that much. And then you had had a jewellery business as well. I guess that was like fashion, but I wasn't, again, I was never into that, but that that did really well. And then before I had the neon thing, but I guess now I'm trying to change the (laughs) fucking world with mushrooms, which is more of like, that's never going to be about me because I mean, it's also like, it's not a fashion brand. It's not necessarily even a cool brand, even though I think it can be in, in the space, but it's very different to like brands like Cole and represent because they're, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: they're sick brands that, I guess the founders have kind of built their own personal brands off the back of the brand rather yeah. than building a brand off the back Other of the yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. what do you think stopping you building a multi-million pound massive brand that you're passionate about? If anything.
1: Um, you say that's like the dream. like That's the goal, yeah. And this is why I said I'll pull you for a chat. Why can't you go
0: ahead first <laughs> into that?
1: Because that's what I want to do. But I think because I've done this OAR thing which is my clothing brand that I've had since I dropped out. Hmm. I've just been like connected to dragging it along and if i'm gonna if i'm gonna do it i want to do it properly and i want to i want to be proud of everything that i'm putting out do you know what i mean yeah i don't want to half heart it i've half hearted it for like five years but that's definitely something that is in the works has been planned for a while i just need to pick a few brains so that's something you could see yourself doing for like 10 years i'd love to man it'd be the dream like like the whole concept around it whether it's like I want people wearing clothes like that was the original meaning of OIR. is people wear it because they're like breaking the mould or they're doing something different mm. and that's what it felt like when we first started people wearing it would come up and be like like I said dropped out of college I'm now freelance photography like my life's da 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 that was what the purpose was and I feel like I lost that so if I can get something like that I've got a brand with meaning not people coming up to me but like, when I see someone wearing it, it's like a mindset thing. I yeah. don't know, it's like something bigger than me. Like, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, this also is something I think about a lot is, because I've always had this idea in my head, I'll build a business to sell and get really rich before I'm like 30, and then I'm like done.
1: And then disappear for a bit, yeah.
0: But then it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's say that happens. Mm. What do I do... For the next 50 years so then it's like maybe I mm. should just actually work on shit that I could imagine myself doing super long term rather than having this you know like, goal of it being done by 30 or whatever which yeah. I don't even know where that comes from in the first place and granted maybe have like goals by a certain time but mm. th- there's like a lot of life ahead and I guess I'm just trying to work out like how would I want to spend my time Is like when I'm, like, an adult with, like...
1: Yeah, what does that even look like, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think I think about this, because it's, like, when you're younger, you are kind of told what to do, you fit into this box, and, like, I granted, like, I dropped out of uni, and then I kind of figured that out myself. But, like, even then, I feel like when you're in your 20s and shit, I don't know, people expect you to be a bit more random and shit and try different things, but then it's, like, you kind of have to pick, like, your your arena to... Operating, I mm. guess mine is like e commerce and shit, but even within that, will I do that forever? I don't know. Like, I don't know if you think about this at all, but yeah, I'm trying no, to think, like, like, what will I be doing when I'm 40? Like, work wise. Because it's a nice idea to be like, oh, I'll just be sat on a yacht, but you'd be fucking bored this. out of your brain after about a week.
1: Like, cool, like, you go on a yacht and you're oh, I can't have to be on sea today. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be the same problem, bro. But I think what you're saying is like, what does it look like? What would keep me fulfilled at that age? like do you know who Daniel Arsham is
0: don't know like a Maybe
1: conceptual I should. artist wavy guy he's like he gets like Pokemon. he's like an artist he has like that Pokemon have you seen those it's like a Pokemon card made out of concrete but it's got like crystals in it nah Bro, sounds like cool though but like that shit like just shit that's so different abstract mm. I could do that one for 40 yeah do you know what I mean but it's just like I don't know about you I have a fear of people not like receiving it well I don't know if that comes from what I've done in the past with Mm. YouTube and like
0: I'd love to what as in you feel like you can't be like as creative as you want to be because people might just
1: think it's weird or whatever Mm. but I think that's sadly the mindset that I'm having to unlearn now like slowly unlearn because we were talking about like I feel like I live my life to entertain other people so I'm slowly learning to not use that opinion first in like Even now Do you know what I mean I find myself in situations Where I'm like This idea would be so sick And then Boom oh, I can't do that
0: I know yeah. what you mean actually I've I started to break away From that a little bit With like this new brand Like even just like The fucking names I'm calling products And the fact that it's all pink And I'm just like I'm here for Now the I've pink, stopped the Like yeah. giving a shit about Oh people might think That my branding is like Gay or feminine yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean um, And now I'm trying to be like More more of a creative because like I was saying off camera before I feel like I've, I just got bogged down in like the running of a business which ironically like including stuff I've done in the past was started yeah. because of like I initially used to draw logos that's where it all came from like years and years ago
1: and they did the reverse
0: yeah so now I'm hmm. trying to like go back to trying to figure out obviously like I want to build a very commercially successful business I understand a lot of that because I've been doing it for years I'm still figuring it out but I also don't just want to be I don't even want to be considered, like, a businessman. I'd rather be known as, like, the the fucking guy that does the pink branding and build this sick, this sick thing.
1: But that's how... The thing is, that's how you see it. I do see it as how you wanted to see it, to be completely honest. Because I know... I'd, I've met you once, do you know what I mean? Mm. But, like, I know these ideas are yours. So I don't know if that's, like, a... I don't know. I'm not even trying to toot your horn here. I'm just, like... Yeah. Like, watching the space goods all the the imagery and everything comes together it looks sick i knew it was your idea do you know what i mean hmm. but as you said like obviously you started wanting to be known for this and now you're having to do the 70 percent business work
0: yeah it's and now fi- it's like it's a fine line like figuring out the balance
1: yeah but it's yeah i don't know just like a fear of how it's received do you have that a lot,
0: or? Yeah, I mean, I think i probably started giving less of a fuck since I started putting, like, content out and just being honest on, like, the podcast and shit. That's it. But, I mean, I'll, I'll probably get cancelled at some point. There'll be some clip I've said, you know, a year ago that when it's, like, played slowly and out of context, it looks misogynistic or whatever. Yeah. Probably. That'll happen at some point, I'm sure.
3: Yeah.
0: But... Yeah, I think I think I've got to the point in life where because maybe because I've been through some like bad times as well, I just like I'm trying to just enjoy the process as well. Mm. But even that's something that I'm battling with, because like, I, I kinda realised that I think the thing that I'm missing in the process is like just more people around me because again, what we were saying before, and I've rounded about this on my own, like YouTube. It's so great being able to work from anywhere and be remote and, you know, have a fully online business and you yeah. can scale it to the moon even though you don't have an office and shit. But then it's like but what does my day-to-day look like if i'm not in fucking mykonos i actually would like to have an office with 20 people in it because yeah. then we have like
1: there's energy in the room yeah. and like
0: routine and that's routine something i could zone. do long term so i'm trying to figure that out because yeah it's difficult it's, just
1: it's part of the journey and i think
0: like it's kind of lonely just doing everything remote it's lonely bro because everything's just online i fucking speak to the team online speak to everyone online Zoom calls and shit you're here
1: to the toilet right yeah pretty much yeah and then you go oh I've just like I think London's like that though so fast paced that if you're not doing something for the day it plays on your mind a lot more
2: Mm.
1: remote working but then it comes into the whole thing of like so if you had other people here would you be happier or would you be more distracted Well, that's the thing so it comes down to like happiness
0: versus like efficiency and like what actually makes sense to achieve like the the goal. But then it's like, if you're not fucking happy, then does anything else matter? I don't know. That's kind of a a philosophical question.
1: Yeah. It comes into, do you want a relationship? I know we were speaking about it earlier. Just chat about like, Hmm. because I think it comes into this like, companionship. I think, as you said, like entrepreneurial stuff, it's very lonely.
0: Very fucking lonely. Because you've
1: got to believe in something Only you can see, right? Like, and then when you get someone like on board, or you're in a relationship, or talking to someone, or whatever dating is nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's it's a completely different story. Like having someone around all the time. Like, like I said to you when the mics went on. Like, if I'm talking to someone or I'm in a relationship, I feel like subconsciously, my decisions are altered by their opinion when it comes to yeah. business as well like everything I do and it's not cool and that's another thing I'm unlearning but do you feel yeah, like yeah I, I,
0: didn't, I didn't know what you meant at first but I get what you're saying now
1: yeah yeah do you feel like you because you, you said to me earlier that you like to think of it as like the hopeless romantic is that what you said hopeless
0: yeah I don't know I wouldn't say yeah, yeah I, I yeah. just I, I always just like making movie moments in my head about probably really mundane shit so I'm probably I I like romanticising everything which isn't even just in a relationship sense it's just like me fucking working on my laptop at night I'll put a pink light on and play the 1975 for two hours and I'll play it fucking slowed on YouTube so it's even more romantic do you know what I mean yeah so
1: reverb version
0: yeah exactly like the 1975 if you're in a bathroom and after party (laughs) like those sort
1: of videos oh yeah
0: that's the sort of vibe I like
1: do you feel like you're craving that like Companionship, or do you think it's just not needed as a successful someone?
0: My, my mate said this to me the other day, actually. They were like, You, you need a girlfriend, and do I was you like, You feel
1: like you need a girlfriend, though? Uh, hard question, actually. To be I it's mean,
0: sorry. I don't feel like I need one because, but I did say this. I think I said this when I was drunk to my mate. I said, Maybe the thing I feel like I'm sometimes missing is just like feminine energy in my life,
1: bro. It's the best thing in the world not even in a sexual way or like
0: a yeah no literally that's the thing it's not even just that
1: which probably makes me sound
0: like a right the opposite of fucking Andy Tate but that just ain't me anyway so stop watching the pod if you care about that sort of shit but yeah I don't know that's even my mum said that to me I was chatting to her like Mm. everything's going well like what is it I feel is missing and I was like oh maybe it's because I need an office and she was like oh you need a girlfriend I was like nah I mean
1: feminine energy's great bro it is, but be, gotta be so careful, is it? Why? Um, nah, I think I don't know about yourself, but I always, like you said, like fantasize about how, like like doing it as a team. It's like the idea of that, or like being able to show somebody like a side of life that they've never seen before and do it like as a do you know what I mean like that classic film like building a business together and running off into the stars and shit like that
0: like yeah I Mike. mean but my biggest fantasy has always just been taking the girls to Italy and fucking driving around <laughs> in a Ferrari which I could do tomorrow if anyone wants to fucking come I'll with come me with you but this is the thing <laughs> come like with yeah yeah I'm, I'm not gonna go too, too deep on certain things yeah
1: but it gets like that man but do you feel like so you've got this idea but I feel like both of us are quite similar on this like fitness journey of like learning to feel comfortable in that loneliness does that make sense yeah I mean
0: I, I de- I, I'm definitely by default someone that prefers being around people and like, really I operate I think my problem I'm not saying I can't be by myself because I spend a lot of time by myself like working and shit but my problem is if I, if I can speak to someone then my fucking thoughts aren't as loud in my head
1: what's your relationship with yourself like
0: probably just a lot of time in my head over analysing things which is probably why I need a really good expensive therapist but instead I do the pod
1: yeah just get calm up just get yeah everything. I've tried that I've tried that I've right. seen some good links bro yeah but yeah no it's a, it's a weird thought though isn't it because you don't know if you're like craving something that's just not I don't know I feel like relationships are a mad one in general Because you want to experience the world And do all of that shit And meet new people And da 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 not feel too like tied down But even myself I'm a relationship person
0: Have you always been in relationships typically?
1: I've probably been like three or four Which is like for my age It's not They've all been like a year and a half year. Yeah that's
0: quite a lot to be fair I've like only I had, had one serious girlfriend How long was Ever that? that was like 18 months Yeah And I mean, I'd never wanted one other than that because that just came along and it felt natural.
1: Yeah, and that's it. Whereas whereas my own
0: brother has always had girlfriends like three years, a month later, three years, a month later, three years. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm just like, how do you even do that? (laughs) How do you do it? Whereas for me, like, I'm just, I'm by default, like, not remotely interested in anyone until someone comes along. I'm like, for fuck's sake.
1: You can't say no at that point. Yeah. I would never go out
0: looking for it because I'm always so focused on my own shit and I always have been. But yeah, like, I don't know. If there's some, like, pheromones going on there and it feels natural, then... It's crazy. Then I'm fucking all about it.
1: Have you had that moment? As of, like, the past? I don't know.
0: Maybe. Well recently?
1: I don't know, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one, right? Potentially. Yeah. No, I hear that. I feel like similarly, probably quite similar. But I do the same loop, bro. When it comes to, like, girls' relationships, like... I have a solid three months. I swear on my life, it sounds so, like, pick me. Bro, like, I'll get sat down and it'll be like, you're too nice. And it makes me feel like I'm in that film, do you know what I mean? When I'm just, like, a dickhead that's just, like...
0: What as in you'll be dating someone and then it turns out you're too nice?
1: Or, like, that whole, like, oh, it's not you, it's me, vibe. Because I feel like with us, like, romantics...
0: I'm just there, Do you know. That is an interesting one because there's this. I reference like Andy Tay again because everyone fucking mm. knows, everyone's talking about him right runner. There's that whole like red pill movement on like Twitter particularly, and mm. this kind of like extreme, I would say, like toxic masculinity to the point where like guys can't have emotions. Like, yeah, you have to. I don't know, like, just be this like beefcake sort of.
1: Alpha male Yeah Yeah, Alpha male
0: bollocks And and the irony is It's all these 18 year olds That have no alpha traits Whatsoever (laughs) That are pushing this narrative
1: Aspiring to be like that
0: Whereas I've always felt like The most masculine thing Is just being authentically yourself Facts
1: Facts All day bro All
0: day And obviously there's a time And a place Where I don't know I feel like I could fucking If I really needed to I could protect someone And you know Like I'm physically capable Mm. But at the same I've never understood I've never related to the whole like Num. people will say like pink is feminine like you can't listen to like romantic music and shit but i'm like what that's just me cuz i'm yeah. comfortable in my own sexuality and like oh, personality so it's a great
1: thing to be so i don't need minutes, to i don't need or... to
0: pretend i'm some big meathead and like punch someone in the street to look hard cuz like there's something jordan peterson said, something so interesting but it's like true masculinity is like being a dangerous person who has it under voluntary control or something and that's, like, wow, intellectually damn. dangerous. Like, art- articulate... I don't know if that's even a fucking word. Being able to articulate yeah. yourself properly. Being, like, emotionally intelligent as well as intelligent. Like, that's all, like, skills, I think. And I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I-, I think the idea of, like, you just need to be some fucking guy that goes around punching people and, like, every woman is a piece of shit and all this. It's, just, mm. it's like this strange polarising narrative that everyone seems to have jumped on. But it's just Isn't- never been me.
1: No, but I... I'm not going to get, like, slated for saying this, but, like, I feel like... This just comes from my experience, anyway. I don't know about yourself. Like, when you are trying to be honest and you are, like, that, like... intact with your emotions and you're just like, yeah, like, I'm and it. Like, everything's good. And then you don't cause drama. I feel like girls love that. Almost like they want that masculine figure, then. Do you know what I mean? Like... It's like a whole role reversal situation mm. Where If you act too soft I'm not Running around like you know what I mean? Yeah but like There is you, if, a fine line But I just feel like it reflects You need to be a
0: bit of a cunt sometimes
1: I can't do it bro Because yeah. also it's like Why am I trying? Like like, bro I'm not going to sit here And like pretend That like Look at me you know what I mean? I'm yeah. going to sit like this Like yeah. It doesn't make sense But Hopefully one day Things will
0: Interlog. I mean, the, the first thing is girls are incredibly confusing. The second thing is some yeah. people, some girls, would look at a character like Andy Tate and think he's the most gorgeous thing ever. But then you get the girls that are really into like Harry Styles, yeah, who dresses as a and woman and love just, I think is yeah. like bisexual and shit, and and they love that. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's why I just think you should just be authentic to yourself, do what fucking comes naturally to you. Because there's no point in being trying to fake being either way. Because there's plenty of people that like either type and somewhere in between. So just fucking be yourself.
1: And if you can attract someone when you are. Your 100% true self
0: And that comes back to What you were saying at the start So you feel like you Do things With the reaction Of the other person in mind
1: Which fucks Which
0: maybe it. means You're not being yourself
1: Because I'm worried about What they think Yeah, yeah. Mad It's yeah, crazy I man it. Everyone crazy. probably
0: does that To an extent Particularly if you don't know Someone that well And you're trying to fucking
2: mm.
0: Yeah I don't know I feel like the early, early stages Of Dating someone or whatever You're always putting on A bit of a show Which is risky Because Yeah At what point Do you just be yourself
1: And then but It's it's scary isn't it And I had this conversation With this girl Recently And it made me think a lot It was like She was describing to me About How she feels like The dating in this generation Is like People view others As like dis- Everyone's disposable Oh,
0: I tweeted about this, and it's my only tweet that that's ever gone viral. Really? Like, what did it say? Got like over a million impressions. It was just something like, "This generation, like, is fucked with dating because it was basically that because everyone's mm. so disposable. There's always grass is always greener. You can just always block your
1: contact and bro, it go me on think. Instagram.
0: There's twenty thousand people within the you know within London that would probably reply to a DM.
1: If you're looking at certain sort of girls, your explore page is going to be filled with. Hmm. A variation of other people yeah. that, Bro it's so taps Like So taps. And I think That Is probably a fear Even in myself Why I'm scared to like Be in a relationship Relationship
0: I feel that in like
1: 2022 Oh fact, Bro is tapped now Yeah Because you go on a date And then you can just be like Yeah no but You can go on four or five dates You can date someone for four months Three months And then yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just that fear of, like, oh, mate, like, yeah. And social media, like, as a concept, in dating is terrible. Like.
0: It's great for access, but terrible for longevity. Thanks. i just come up with that now. It sounds quite yeah, good. Yeah, that was banging. It's quite intellectual. Yeah. I don't, I, I
1: don't know. know what
0: the answer is. I think, because it's only going to get worse But like, the next generation. People that are, like, 10 years old now. It's growing up. Into, like, adolescence with, like, TikTok
1: all they know i feel like we well personally there was like growing up till i was about 10 or 11 there was still that like you just live outside still but if you're growing up in this like community society that's based on comparison whether it's girls females you've seen relationships that the way it should be Mm. how does like bro like even like girls i've been with before that like feel, I, I'm sat there and I'm like, I feel like this girl is trying to like relive a TikTok she's seen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Though, like, yeah, it feels like everyone's got an expe- expectation of what it should be like. And yeah. now that the social media generation's coming up, like, imagine when ten year olds are now eighteen and they go out dating.
0: I read some of the like birth rates are going down because of social media. There's like some broadly speaking, birth that, that was the premise of it. Like, basically, people are not in relationships, so therefore, aren't having children like that's the long term effects of potentially this sort of thing do you want kids? yeah definitely cool but no time soon
1: I know a lot of my mates are just like no and that's the first time I've heard it like recently
0: yeah I mean like I say like definitely no time soon at all but (laughs) I just think I think maybe it comes from that like maybe desire to like be a provider for my future family and shit and build this fucking legacy I I think I just naturally feel like that would give me fulfilment
1: yeah, at that point. Um, I think that's, that's a fair justification of it. S- but I just, I don't know. I feel like the whole thing's just kind of getting scary. But like, I'm scared, even with my job. Bro, it's terrifying. Trying to convince a girl, like, nah, like. That sounded really weird the way I said that. But, like, I feel like even just chatting to a girl, or you're speaking to a girl, probably similar view as well. Like, like oh, but you can go and chat to all those new DMs and like I'll get shit for that but for, I won't do anything bro like
0: yeah I mean I, I definitely don't have that to the, to the same extent not remotely because you've got a blue tick and 200,000 followers and all this shit but I mean S- similar concept I have course, flippantly right? said that to girls before like is it I've said not that I wouldn't actually go near a girl that had like 100,000 followers by default, but like even just, you don't even have to have followers, but like these days it's like, I don't know, is fucking Drake gonna DM the girl you're into and just you feel like and she's gone? an option, gone? right? Yeah, it's a weird one. But and it works both ways, dating, of course.
1: Yeah. I feel like even dating now, I feel like an option. It's kind of deep, it's true. But it's facts, like, if I don't do a certain thing or make sure I'm top form. Then she's gonna go see Michael from Leicester.
3: Yeah, I mean, weekends. yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? It's weird, bro. Like, but why?
0: The thing is with that, and again, it works both ways. Or like, because yeah, guys and girls get DMs. I suppose. I mean, probably mm. more girls, but
1: yeah, true. Probably
0: by default, the only way to build anything long term and fucking like have kids and shit and prevent the birth rate and population mm. going down is to just fucking pick one person and like obviously foster that relationship and water the grass, so to speak. But yeah, I, I don't know I don't know how that looks for this generation because everyone's mm. on social media and everyone is, you know, in in theory, like, like replaceable very quickly because of like Instagram mm. primarily.
1: Cause you can Oh, it's terrifying bro. Like the more we talk about this the more I feel a bit weird. But yeah. like yeah. You're, you're so correct with it.
0: That's why you got to make sure if you're dating a girl, she doesn't have an Instagram account. you got to delete that Instagram account. you got to really? both delete Instagram. No, I'm joking. But, but like, bro, like, that I might like, become the solution to this sort of...
1: Do you reckon social media will get to a point where it will be the new trend to not have it?
0: Probably. But the problem is, I've gone through... I, I went through a phase of deleting Instagram for like six months like I didn't have a profile. And then I delete the app all the time so I'm like, I don't need this. But then I'm like... Uh, I mean, what if someone messages me and it's like an opportunity I don't, I don't know it could be anything
1: it's that anxiety of not knowing like,
0: so now it's like if anyone that I actually know I will like speak to me on WhatsApp because I'm checking the I'm checking DMs yeah, I no. try not to go on the app and like even Twitter as well like I mean Twitter's more like intellectual so I kind of prefer that but
1: still adopted yeah you,
0: you need you need to have a profile these days because otherwise you basically are no one terrifying. so like this girl that I mentioned off camera her Instagram account got disabled right last week out of nowhere so on Monday yeah. yeah so she messaged me freaking out because she knew that I could fix it and I was like alright fucking no. hell I'll fix it yeah. and we did fix it in like a day but she was literally like oh my fucking life's over and I'm there joking like oh well, you'd probably be in, probably much happier if your account never comes back but it's like, fuck, yeah. It's it's our personal, like, CV. It's like our identity. You almost, you almost don't exist it, yeah. without like a social CV. media profile.
1: Bro, if mine's... That's weird of some sort. If my social got deleted... Uh, bro, I don't know what I'd do. What,
0: like, what I, I've had do? My, my brand page. The Space Goods account got disabled twice in the first three months because I was speaking about psychedelics. So I have to cut that entirely.
1: And you're putting money behind it, right? Yeah, a load of so money. Like, psychedelics and... Yeah, so that's somewhere. been a problem
0: And it happened in the past With the Neon Beach account And all this And like, it can kill a business
1: Just momentum-wise and everything Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it's crazy it's
1: So fragile it's, it's terrifying, man But I think Even though we're talking about A lot of negatives I wouldn't be sad Without it Yeah, exactly I think Yeah I do feel like there's a lot more Negatives than positives But I think it's just like As we said It's all balance, isn't it?
0: I think ultimately, yeah, the answer is have a profile, you know, whether it's personal or business, use it for what you need, but just don't spend all your time on it.
1: Just don't rely on self Just like limit how
0: much time you're on social media.
1: Yeah. No, 100%. I said like when I'm 30, but then you said this, like it's the whole goal of like 30. I'll turn my phone off and never turn it on again because I'll complete it. Go live in
0: Bali by the beach.
1: Sounds great I'd love to do that right now But at the same time You know in six months I'd be like fuck What well, then It's so, become
0: like It's become more, almost like a limb Rather than an option Now yeah, Like social it's like media like isn't it yeah. Like you need to have
1: it to Exist It's terrifying like Even the thought of I actually think I'd lose 90% of people I call friends If I didn't have a social profile Not because of the way they view me But just in general with, Like contacting them yeah just lose half it's know. <laughs> crazy shit
0: I, I don't know what the answer to it is really but yeah I, I think the thing it comes down to at the end of the day is like humans through social media and like this whole metaverse shit that's obviously been talked about loads mm. I just don't like it, it should always it should be a tool to connect and leverage the internet and whatever but it, it should never it will never in my opinion it cannot ever replace just the biological functions of humans because like granted we have a technology but at the end of the day we're still meant to be outside more than we are inside you know like yeah. we need to speak to each other look at each other in the eyes touch people we can't do that online
1: human connection is the most important thing in the world
0: yeah exactly if you think and I mean it's get, becoming like a could, dying form
1: it is but if you deep, yeah we could go so far into this I just don't want to sound too nuts do you know what I mean
0: conspiracy theories and shit
1: but it's like right okay, go back to when we were just walking around as a so, have you read Sapiens? Nah, no, I've heard about it, though. such a lit book. Mm. So it's all about, like, different human species. Right, m- imagine you're that, and you're walking around. It's just, there's nothing going on. You're just walking around. You go kill something to eat your food. You bring it back to your family. You spend all day with them. Now, we have to live in four walls. You have to.
0: Yeah, it's actually crazy. To be safe. You've got to yeah. live in
1: four walls. Do you know what I mean? And then you've got all these other things that you need to have right it's just the whole thing's like now we now we need a phone to connect with people that we don't know and without it we feel lost and that's the bro it's yeah I don't want to start sounding like no it's crazy but I just feel like yeah I don't know I can't wait for the day that it will make sense
3: yeah, I,
0: I guess it's like a thing this this entire generation and fucking world is trying to figure out.
1: We're all guinea pigs to it though, aren't we?
0: Because it is mad the iPhone didn't exist like 13 years ago, basically. And same with like social media. Yeah. Something like that. So why is So it like free? what's next? I always think like <laughs> technology is going so quick. Oh God, yeah. But like biology can, biology hasn't changed, do you know what I mean? Like that's probably why that yeah. a lot of people that are fucking depressed and anxiety is going through the roof and... 'Cause we're not living like humans anymore, we're living like robots in many ways.
1: Yeah. I don't get into too much detail, but yeah, your facts. But also like, we don't have a choice so much, right? Ooh. Like I'm gonna leave it on this. Like the whole COVID situation. Just yeah. leave it there, Joe. You know I mean mm. you don't have a choice in this shit. You don't.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy.
1: Well, just to that.
0: I feel like we could go on forever I'm going to ask you a few more questions and we'll wrap up I've started asking a lot of people these sort of things um, what, what do you think has been the hardest thing in your career thus far at the ripe old age of 22 ed- of I guess since you were 17 what do you think has been the hardest part about doing what you do
1: is it like day, out, day in day out or like a moment or like just anything maybe
0: both I guess it's a pretty broad question
1: day in day out it's like days where I feel like really insecure, or I just don't feel myself, and I've got a, I've got like a branded piece of content that I've got a, like mm. a character in that fucks me up. You talk about challenges, didn't hardest thing. Okay, cool. I, yeah. I hope you said something nice, and there's me be like, "Oh, fucking it was smart." But yeah, no, that probably, and then hardest moments probably like that cancellation thing. Cancellation. Just a difficult period. Um... Apart from that I'm very blessed I haven't said this I just want to say this as well I'm very grateful Very blessed that I'm able to live this Amazing lifestyle At the same time Because I feel like I could just Chat shit about YouTube For about two hours Yeah nah But at the same time It's a mad blessing Being able to support people And like live a life I never thought I could live I'm very grateful for that But it does obviously Come with challenges That we spoke about mm-hmm. Yeah Talk about yourself actually I'm you?
0: Flip it on me. Um well I'll answer in the opposite way. I think the hardest time was like the last year I spoke about it, in like 2021, definitely, by mm. fucking far. I think the hardest thing broadly, other than that, in entrepreneurship is well, probably two things, which is cheating, but the ups and downs, mm. which has probably made me like medicinally bipolar at this point. Yeah. Um Yes. Because yeah, like my my you know my day my week could be defined by how well the business is going or what the numbers look like or what
1: the graph is saying. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And there's great times and there's shit times. But I think other than that, probably the loneliness of building shit in every way, like physically sometimes, but probably more mentally because you know, especially as like a solo founder, which I've always been, you bear the brunt of everything
1: you've got to believe in yourself ten times more than anyone yeah. else can right
0: yeah so I think that but Fair play. but again like you just said I'm still very aware that even with all the ups and downs I'm very fortunate I'd never say lucky because it's not that but yeah. very fortunate yeah and I'm probably not great I probably, I probably don't practice gratitude enough because at the end of the day I'm healthy I have a great circle of friends and I'm doing what I would have wanted to be doing when I was 16 years old. And I'm those
1: people that are watching this that are inspired by your journey. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah, I hope so. Like, so. I know what you mean. I do feel like we just chat a shit about our jobs. However, yeah. very grateful. Very grateful. That's everything we kind of dreamed of, right? I think we're just being honest and transparent about what comes with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, final question. And this puts everyone on the spot. Three bits of advice to your 17-year-old self knowing what you know now.
1: Wow. Three. First one, what can it be like just personal? Just anything, just broadly. Um Sounds so cliche, but one thing that I just screaming is like believe in what you see and what you be- like believe in what you want to do, like your vision, whatever it is. Cause I feel like a lot of times in my life I've like I could have hit the jackpot. I could have hit the lick on something, but I listen to someone that doesn't know what they're on about. It's opinion, and I've been like, "Yeah, no worries." And it's like not my confidence with that, but yeah, no worries. But looking back now, like I was like, "Fuck, that could have been sick." Mm. Things like that. Just believe in whether it's music, like I don't know. You said you want to f- your freestyle rap shit, bro. Just send it. Like, do you know what I mean? Though, like, you just got to do it. Like, if it's fun or if it's just for like whatever, I think, yeah. I would have just not lost my confidence as much with it during that weird phase when I was 18. Second one, invest your money. <laughs> like, obviously, have fun with it. You've got to. But looking back, it's, mate, like I've made some awful financial mistakes. No, so have I. Tell I've you made some great it. ones as well. I'm sure you have too. Mm. But... It's so like, how many pairs of shoes do you need, like... <laughs> Yeah, But little shit Just cause I could And like I think When I was younger I couldn't afford The shit that I wanted So I bought it hmm. And now you realise But yeah Just save your money Invest it Like Yeah Just be smart That's one thing I tell myself And then the third one is Smile more Cause I feel like Even just this pro, Do you know what I mean like, I feel like at the end of the day have you seen that like TikTok where it like zooms out and it's just like the earth. yeah 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 it's crazy but it's, true, like, it's like weird and spiritual you want to get with it Like it could be gone tomorrow mate just enjoy it just enjoy it like I think that's what we've kind of been talking about So like we're very grateful for what's happened but yeah enjoy it smile that's
0: a good message to end on I think yeah I feel like that was a very varied episode and I, I like it for that reason
1: I, to be fair I loved it I feel like I could finally like be myself and like just to be honest with like what's going on so I appreciate it
0: yeah good shit as always good subscribe shit, to the pod go fucking check out Spencer's stuff yeah um, he's probably got a lot of people that already know who he is and shit so yeah share the pod if you're liking it plenty more episodes season 2 we are back we're doing like 3 a week right now so fucking coming for that diary of a CEO spot yeah man knock that guy off
1: and also if you come from my stuff subscribe to the pods. great exactly great content
0: exactly check the boy out let's go right cheers for watching appreciate the support as always catch you in the next episode peace
2: sweet